I mean, I can keep and delete whatever you want. I mean, I can stop recording now. Definitely delete, delete all of this. You look Caucasian. What does that mean? No, we're going to be sued for sexual harassment now. Here you go, Jerry. Here you go. Are you frangible? Yeah. Bathroom pranks. Ultraviolet password. Frangible. Covered Yeah. Did you say Philly cheese or cheesecake? Tweet us. Snap us. At the underscore podcastle. At nerd.35. Frangible. Thanks, Obama. Hey, tweet us at the podcast. Bathroom pranks. Tell us to shut the fuck up. Blasphemous. Typecast is a rapist. Yeah. Scrappy underdogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty good one right there. Yeah. Blasphemous. Yeah. 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 The flag, ah. ramming it up your ass all day long. Yeah, oldies hits. all day long, getting right up the pooper. And not just oldies, solid gold gay oldies. Elton John, <laughs> George Michael, and of course, Tom Cruise. Oh, and hey, what's that polyp on your colon? So, Bob... <laughs> Hopefully um, it's not cancerous. Oh, my God. Whoa. Bob's half-hour nap in his boxers turned into three hours snooze. And uh, he's, yeah. he's in the doghouse, but, you know, we've all been in the doghouse. We're comfortable there. And mm-hmm. then they eventually realize that we are needed. And, you know, you have to make peace. Yes. And without my wife, though, truly this family would not run. Uh, I'm, an, I'm an incapable ape to a certain extent. So <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, man, but a lot of, of your flexibility has enabled your family to be. Yes, that Don't as well. Don't sell yourself short. It's another fine. Um, mm. Did you watch the game last night? Oh, did I? I watched it. My, my parents were actually in town. Oh. And just passing through, they're going down to Key oh, West. that's right. That's so right. they stopped here. I love just how they always night. go there. Yeah. Your dad's no, birthday? Yeah, today. Yeah. I wished him a happy birthday. Yeah. Holy shit. How the, how the hell do you know that? Facebook. I don't, I don't, I don't remember anyone's birthday. birthday if it wasn't for <laughs> Facebook. I forget what date it is every day. Um, and I said, happy birthday, Mr. Coons. I still can't call you Bob. Because he always says, call me Bob. I'm not Mr. Coons anymore. I'm like, no, Bob's your son. You're Mr. Coons. Uh, you can beat him up now. You can call him whatever you want. Yeah, right. If I punched Mr. Coons... My my wrist would shatter. It'd be in like a million pieces. Uh, my hand would not be connected to my forearm. My forearm would be broken in several places. Elbow disconnected. <laughs> Mr. Coons is like made of cement. And yeah. he has been for the last 30 years, as long as I've known it. Seriously. Well, what is he so doing? we watched the game together last. A day? Yeah, something like that. He's on the Herschel Walker fitness yeah, plan. Yeah, he's been doing it since he was like 19. It's kept him looking like yeah. Superman. Yeah. Yeah, he comes over and looks at me, and it's like, uh, ah, son, you're getting a little fat. Uh, you, need, you need to do something about that. <laughs> That's a fine. Does he really say that? Uh, 
No, he doesn't really say that. Okay. It's it's better for the podcast, but he, he does not really say that. Okay. Uh, he looks at me, though, thinking. and I can, tell he's, I can tell he's thinking that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... You worthless fat do-nothing. It's like, yeah, and then like, well, but but for him, though, I mean, he comes over here and like it's like party day for Bob. He eats all like the chocolate in our house and just goes <laughs> wild. Is, yeah, what he was known for was my brothers and I would sneak downstairs and we'd play Sega at night, Nintendo, and then it, it transformed to Sega. Right. And we'd play Sega, and he would come downstairs like one in the morning, and we would turn the game off, turn the TV off, yeah. and just sit there. It was like a T-Rex walking through. As long as you didn't move, he didn't see you. He was getting tasty cakes out of the cupboard. He would eat a couple tasty cakes, stand in front of the refrigerator, open the door, not pull anything out, just like... We'd see him in the glow of the refrigerator. And then he, after like two minutes, he would close it, eat his tasty cakes, and walk back upstairs and go back to bed. And Andrew and I would continue playing General Chaos. So, yeah. It's so amazing because even Mr. Coons, you know, what did he? He, he, worked, he worked for the government, and he's in like awesome shape all the time, forever. But he still sneaks downstairs at one in the morning to grab some sweets. Yep. Because Donna would not allow that. Oh, really? Donna was against sweets? Eh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, to a certain extent. Well, was him having uh, eating sweets uh, to excess. Uh, well, yeah, of course. It's like Bill Cosby. Cosby show. Not the actual guy. Dr. Huxtable. Yes. Yeah, and I know you're gone here. She would always get mad at him for eating late because uh, he would have weird dreams. Yeah, and I'd be like, uh, Mom, uh, he's the one bringing the bread home. Uh, he can pretty much do whatever the hell he wants. So, sorry, Donna. Yeah, right. If I don't tell you what to do in a certain area, then you can't tell me what to do. Exactly. But yes, we. Uh, so my father and I watched the game last night, and we were rooting for uh, Georgia. Me too. Big time. But I've been saying since the beginning, even before they decided the Final Four, I was like, there's no way Alabama's (laughs) not going to be in the Final Four, and there's no way I'd ever bet against them. Yeah. What what he did last night, man, was major chess as a coach, and it paid off. I could not believe when he – yeah, when he he pulls the starting quarterback and puts in the freshman – and the freshman, yeah, you know, he's raw. He threw an interception, but he's slinging the football. That's all you can ask for. The kid had no fear, and he, he, and he trusted the offense. I think that's what the, the, those two quarterbacks had the opposite mindset. The guy who started the game, it was like, yo, this is my time. I got to, like, prove myself. The pressure fucked him. This kid goes, I have nothing to lose. No one's expecting me to do shit. So he was just Aaron winging out. it, and these receivers yeah. are like track stars on Alabama. Why is that? Every Alabama player looks like they have an extra layer of lean muscle. Right? I don't know how you go from like, and he made a really bad move where he he was trying to he he got hit in the pocket. It was right before that uh, that game winning pass. He got hit in the pocket at the twenty five yard line, then spun out of it and ran back to like the forty five and got sacked. Yes. And I'm thinking, okay. That just put him on a field goal range for that stupid Greek guy who can't make, make a field goal from 20 yards. And he, then, then the next play, 
he throws it down the field and hits his receiver perfectly who burned the safety who misread the play and the Georgia cornerback who was burned by three steps. Dude, if I was... cornerback and I was supposed to cover any <coughs> specific receiver, I wouldn't be guarding man to man. I would just be no. playing prevent get, defense. Like just don't let them, them score a touchdown. Yards. Yeah. At that point too, after that, we just sacked them, I'll give you 10 yards and I'll come up and crash down on you. If you're going to catch a ball, you know, I'm going to make you pay for it. And we're trying to separate you from the ball. Right. Otherwise you're not going to beat me. Yeah. You're not getting behind me. How did yeah. they do that? And it's, it's funny because Georgia uh, <coughs> Georgia did the same thing the Falcons did to a dynasty. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Like they were up I, at halftime Kirby, Kirby and then they let it coach. go. Yeah. They, oh they did, but they, they didn't like go to the, the game plan where they went to a prevent defense that, you know, prevent defense does only one thing. It prevents you from winning the football game. Right. Georgia didn't do that. They knew they knew they had to keep their foot on the throttle. They they lost the game, but Georgia is going to be fine. I mean, you're talking about this is Kirby Smart's second year. He's going to be fine in terms of the SEC. I think you're going to have Nick Saban. There's going to be some wear and tear there. There's going to yeah, be some. Uh, he's losing a lot. Yeah, and just him being the coach there for so long, it gets old. You know, Kirby Smart's just coming up. Georgia's going to be fine, I think. So. Just, My humble uh, opinion and, you know, easy for us to arm their quarterback the shit out of out of what happened there. You know, good for Alabama. Yeah, hell of a game, hell of a throw. It's good to see that freshman quarterback is going to be giving uh, SEC teams a big problem here going Holy forward. So. And that running back that they didn't play until the second half. Every time he touched the ball, he got 11 yards. Yeah. I was like, well, who's this people. freak they Throwing just pulled out of the lab? Stands. Like some monster. Yeah, try to tackle this guy. They're yeah. so huge. Um, and the quarterback for Georgia, Fromm. Fromm. He's a true freshman, too. I, he's a true freshman. He looks like he could play in the NFL. Like, he's tall. Yep. He, he gets rid of the ball so fast. Yeah. He can, he's got a great release. Man, I really enjoyed that game. I watched every minute of it. And, uh, yeah, even though Georgia lost, I was pulling for Georgia. What a, what a great national championship game! That's right. those both of those teams should have been there, and that it was great to see. Right, overtime. It was the first uh, yep. the first two overtime games in the Final Four <laughs> history were yeah. Georgia, and that's why I thought they were like destined to win. It took them two yeah. overtime wins, and they beat Oklahoma and Alabama, like two legendary. Yeah franchises or and when he missed that kick when the alabama kicker missed that kick i thought okay now george is going to go down the field yes yeah and then their kicker blankenship the guy with the hit twisty it 51 mustache, twisty it, yes. mustache and the glasses he nailed he looks one. like if you ever seen the movie slap shot the hockey movie he looked like one of the uh never seen the, the brothers on that movie i forget the name the, like the i forget the name of them but with the glasses they have Oh, the, yeah. Uh, Is that the a twins. slap shot? Yeah. I think. I, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe like the worst movie could of all time. Could be way off here. Even the Mighty Ducks. I have no idea. Oh, slap shot. Yeah, they all had those dorky glasses. Oh, my gosh. I got to see this movie. It looks so bad yeah. and dumb. It oh, looks, it's so good. You it need to like, see Slapshot, John. 
it looks like three guys that are a combination of Wayne and Garth. From yes. Right? Like the glasses, but the long brown hair. What, what's their name? You, you get the name? It's the Hanson brothers. The Hanson brothers. Handsome? Hanson. Oh, Hanson, like the band, like the yeah. horrible band from the mid-90s. Hanson. The Hanson brothers. Paul and they were just goons. They were just goons out there just smashing people. Oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> it's a great movie. And they all have blood coming out their mouth and nose. And the one guy's glasses, the one lens is shattered. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Hanson brothers. Paul Newman? Yeah. Is he the guy that I like put, he puts he's together? He's the coach. I think he's the coach. Oh. oh. I haven't seen it in like 15 years. I was going to say, when the hell was this even made? Oh, dude, it's from like the 70s. It's 77. Wow. Yeah. That is really old. It's good, though. It's good. And they have like, you know, they have they do all the politically incorrect things that you could do in the movies back then that you can't do now, which makes it so much better. Oh, oh right. And it gets a pass. Yeah, like they have like a foreign guy that they bring on to he's one of the goons going out just knocking people around. And they they show him on an interview where he's talking about getting in the penalty box and like, so, you know, how many times you put in the penalty box? And that's all. It's very shameful. Very, very shameful to you get your number called and then you go into the box and the fans look at you and it's uh, it's shame. (laughs) Shame. That's so funny that that's like how they look. But yeah, they could do that back then. It's good stuff. It's well done. Very well done. But yeah, the national championship last night was nuts. It was awesome. Um, I was obviously pulling for Georgia because I hate when Alabama wins. It's like when the Patriots win. I enjoy watching them lose. more than I enjoy watching the team that beat them win. Uh, well, the best thing about those games too is seeing Alabama do something wrong on the field and then they shoot to a sh- they they go to a shot of Nick Saban on the sidelines. Oh my. And him just losing his mind. What was I that locker that. room like that. at halftime? Oh, it was James Kahn in the program. He was flipping over Gatorade table. I imagine him transforming into like a cartoon demon and flames shooting out from behind him and him just screaming at like a, a level of volume that like would, you know, affect Kendrick Lamar's performance, Uh, you know, like just maddening, like you are not football players. I'll cut you all tomorrow and replace you the next day. I'm Nick Saban. And yeah, I can do whatever I want. And he's doing the opposite of what Oprah does in one of her shows where all he's doing is the players are scattered around him. He's like, I'm pulling your scholarship. I'm pulling your scholarship, pulling your scholarship. That's what he's doing. He's, he's, he's a Bill Belichick. He's an evil, he's the evil genius of college football. That's what he is. I just don't. It's fantastic to watch though. I just don't get what he's doing. Is he just, it's like he's only drafting people based on height or weight because they all well, just look bigger. John, like, like, and you pull like, like one guy gets hurt and you're pulling in another yeah. like top prospect. So, 
How do you beat that? <laughs> I just, it's just the lore of Alabama. They're like becoming the new like Notre Dame. Yeah. You know, like oh. all our childhood, it was all like everybody wears Notre Dame. Now everyone wears Alabama. Yeah. Everyone jumps on the bandwagon. Um, not, not. I, I don't mean they're going to be like Notre Dame, like overrated. I, mean, I got you. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, na- national yeah. following with the following yeah. yeah the following kind of like the patriots with the nfl like and how many of those fans are going to hang around when uh bill belichick and brady aren't there mm. see how many true patriots fans there are when they're six and ten i really don't understand or agree with them trading garoppolo uh, it makes no sense why would you that article you saw the article that came out uh, yeah. midweek yeah but then i saw brady. like two minutes later they're like we're united yeah, yeah that's that, all. That's all just talk. like. And I don't think Belichick. I think, you know, in an article like that, where it's that like inflammatory, just the same thing as this new book that came out on Trump, you got to take like what they said and then, okay, there's all that. And then I think the truth lies somewhere in between. Right. You got to like all pick that. and choose you know, what people you think, think is emotionally. Real. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's I don't think it's as bad as that article makes it out to seem to be in in because if if you're on the way to win your sixth Super Bowl in 15 years, I mean, come on. They're they're that Tom Brady is and I hate to admit this. I I don't like Bill Belichick. I hate the Patriots. I hate Tom Brady. They they cheated and beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But Tom Brady is the best quarterback our generation will ever see, I think. Yeah, I think he's the peak of the position. Yeah. Because yeah. how do you make wide receivers who have no business being wide receivers uh, yeah. pro bowlers? Yeah. You or I could 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 probably yes. have over a 100-yard football game with Tom Brady throwing the ball to us. Dude, all you have to do is run diagonal five <laughs> yards. No one catch can get in front of you in that time. There. And as long as you dive, you'll catch it. <laughs> Just take a uh, take a hit from a cornerback, a cornerback who weighs just about as much as I do. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll, I'll qualify this. You could probably catch catch <laughs> over 100 yards. I couldn't. I I probably bunch of them would hit off my hands. I would probably be good for about like 25, 25 <laughs> yards. I'm a very angry Tom Brady. It bounce off your cement gorilla. <laughs> really hands. pissed. <laughs> um. What Trump? The book that came out, Fire and Fury, where this author interviewed a oh. whole bunch of staffers and actually sat down for a three-hour interview with Trump that Trump now denies, but it happened. Uh, you can't believe anything he says. Oh. You know, and I think a lot of it, a lot of it's overblown, you know, it's, it's, and it gets caught up in this political churn, you know, especially on the liberal side, you know, MSNBC trying to just tear him down every, you know, every time Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski on Morning Joe come on. All they're doing is getting their, they're, they're speaking to their viewers, just like Fox News does the opposite. And they're a cat, they're, they're, they're Trump's, you know, basically Gestapo, not Gestapo, but his media. They're TNN. Oh. Yeah. They will be met. With fire and fury. They, they throw that conservative side in there. Uh, so, you know, I think the truth lies somewhere in there in between. Uh, there's some salate. It, it's a salacious book. It's like watching The Real Housewives of right. Beverly Hills, wherever the hell that is. Orange County, I don't know. Garbage. It's to entertain. Yes. Not to it's inform. Not, it is inform. There's information in there, but 
that's like 20% of it probably. I haven't read it. I don't know. I'm speaking out of my butt here on that. But I, I, I tend to think a lot of the stuff falls in, in between that you can't believe all the salacious stuff that comes out in one book. Dude, that's like the cool like underlying uh, moral of Game of Thrones. You know, they talk about history all the time. And like a lot of times they're not right in what they think actually happened. Something it's, else happened. Yeah, it's always too far one way. Right. You, know, you can't yeah. be too far. Gosh, what? it's so weird. The story. Because you know what? Life. Hey, we have elections. You know, Trump is not good for this country. I, I don't agree with him. I'm sure there may be a lot of people that do, but we have elections. And the greatest thing about this country is we have the peaceful transfer of power every four years or eight years, you know, depending on who gets elected. And in congressional elections every two years, you know, we vote, we can, we can speak with our vote. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to see our president get impeached. Now, if they're, if they're, if there's something that they actually find out with the Mueller investigation, that's criminal, then, you know, that, that bears itself out. But I don't want to see our president. I don't want to use the tool of impeachment as a political tool just to start, you know, well, I don't like him. He's a jerk. Let's get him out of office. Let's vote him out. Let's vote him out in two and a half, three years, you know? Let's do that. So wait, but, why don't you like impeachment? Is it a, I don't want it to be used eye? as a as a political tool. I don't. I we need impeachment. If the president did something wrong, and and there's a criminal violation, then he needs to be impeached. He needs to be removed from office after he's impeached. Okay. I don't like using the impeachment tool as a political tool right. because we don't agree with him and he's right. unsavory. Right. It's like you know. I, I, think I don't like what Trump person. says or does, but I don't want that to be used as a political tool against him. Right. I, I hear what you mean because it's like you can't impeach him on feelings. Yeah. There's got to be something exactly. real. There has to be like a fact. It, it sets a be, bad precedent. He's a bad leader. Uh, well, uh, but half the country didn't think so. That's why he's only in for four years. We get to vote him out, you know, or vote him back in. You know, whatever happens. The, 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 the electorate can speak. That's it. Any, That's the beauty of all this. But yeah. Any early uh, besides Oprah front runners? Uh, Joe Biden wants to run. But their He's time is up. Really Biden's old. time is up. Yeah. Oh man, it'd be so good. That but he's old, and he has. He's going to carry a lot of political baggage with him. There's oh going to be gosh. a lot of stuff they're going to be able to go after him on. Why? Whereas if Oprah runs, I would just love to see Donald Trump slip and call her the N-word in, uh, in, in a speech because oh. he's going. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He would see, do it. when Oprah made the speech at the Globes, uh, I, I didn't see that. I, I, I don't know what it makes me when I say that I got goosebumps from it. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the end, she basically is like. It's time's up. Time's up. That was like the whole. But their time is up. Their time is up. Theme of the night. Hashtag time's up was like trending for like six yeah. hours and everybody wore black. And everyone had pins and Oprah came up and made this speech. And as she was making it, I was like, holy fuck, is Oprah going to be the next president? And I only thought that. Because of who our president is now, because yeah. that's possible. And now it's like on the cover of the New York Post 2020. Time's I, up. 
here here's the problem with that. Like, you know, and obviously you 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 have an advantage if you're Oprah or Trump running for president. You already have that base that's there that you have the name recognition, you have everything, and you just really don't need to go and screw it up in the primaries and then in the general election. But this also sets a bad precedent. We don't need reality TV stars and talk show hosts becoming the leaders of the free world. People who are learned and seasoned politicians, people who have been governors, people who have been congressmen. You know, I I think a a healthy spread of, you know, maybe a couple years in Congress, uh, you know, maybe a few. I think governors make the best presidents, truly. And but now you look at a guy like Lincoln, too, who only did two years in Congress. He got voted out because he voted against the uh, Mexican-American War. And that was very unpopular. And but he became one of our best presidents and held our country together at one of the most critical times. And I just I don't know what you know what I, I, I look back at history to look to where we need to be in the future. And that's how I view it. And the best thing that history has taught us is you need a, a person who is not a flash in the pan uh, blowhard. You need a person who is who is learned in not just what's going on in society, but also how to manage the government as well. Oh, my gosh. Mm. Oprah doesn't bring that to the table. Trump certainly doesn't bring it to the table. And, right. you know, I heard Rock might run for president. I, I lo- Their time is up. Their time is up. Rock. Yeah, I don't, don't do that. No. Don't that, do that to yourself, Rock. We're going into, seriously, the movie Idiocracy at that point. There's another one. I don't know if you've ever seen, seen that movie. President Macho Camacho. Where, like, he does a State of the Union speech and just, like, flicks everybody off. And it's hilarious. Macho Camacho. Yeah, President Macho Camacho. <clears throat> the yeah. first five minutes of Idiocracy are worth buying the movie. Really? Oh, yeah. Because they take these two people and they have like this this smart couple who are way too like uh, they want to have kids, but they're not sure and they want to plan for it. They want to be, be financially stable. And they go to the other side where this redneck who is just like impregnating, you know, he's just putting a seat in every this piece of white trash, putting a seat in everybody. You know, oh, I'm gonna show him at a football game. He's hugging the cheerleaders, like I'm gonna fuck every one of you tonight. It shows their family tree that blows up over 500 years, and then it shows this smart couple who, like, he eventually dies trying to jerk off to like artificial to use his sperm to artificially inseminate his wife because they can't get pregnant on their own, what? and so he dies. And- she just like dies out and it shows this white trash rednecks family tree like exploding and then you have like the country 500 years from now and it's a disaster because oh. <laughs> all these idiots the whole thing turns take into a- like a trailer park yeah the entire yeah like the wife like drops a baby out at one point like it falls out and the husband is like drinking a beer he's like i didn't even know you were pregnant honey oh. idiocracy so. idiocracy the first five minutes are hilarious. The rest of it's it's a garbage movie. It's terrible. Clark's going to be joining could... us shortly. <clears throat> awesome. Uh, he's, he's always chasing oh my gosh. birds. He's got birds, first of all. I, yeah, and I've seen him on Facebook. He's got birds and snakes, and I, I, I think they actually just hatched a bunch of them. Like, I want to let him speak for himself here, but what the he fuck has, are you doing? He has everything but, uh, like, a dog... I'm concerned he's starting a zoo. He's trying to start a zoo. He's like Ace Ventura. Oh, yeah. He comes home. He comes home and, like, whistles and all the animals come out and greet him when he comes back into the house. Yeah. 
Add him in here. Matthew Clark. I may have screwed that up the way I dialed in. Come to me, jungle friends. Uh, maybe you can add him in. Uh, it looks like he's. Oh, he's on here. Okay. Yeah, he's on. He's on. He's on this one. And that's why I clicked on that one. The only thing I did correctly, did I? Um, one last thing on Trump before we never talk about him again. Uh, he faces presidential fitness test amid raised concerns. I am pissed because <coughs> I feel like whatever test is given, they will give fake reports. No, no, me. John. Actually, uh, your sentiments there, uh, I can sort of disconfirm that if that's a word. Mm. The president of the United States is get, gets a physical at Bethesda Naval Center, uh, the hospital there, and that's where the president goes uh, if he's hurt, wounded. It's it's uh it's where all the soldiers go to that come back uh, from overseas. Okay. The wounded, the wounded. And are these? People... It's a physical. The president gets a physical there every year, and it's mandated by Congress that they don't release all the information. But a general assessment of the president's physical health is physical health is public information. So we're going to know. I mean, he's obviously overweight. He's definitely got high blood pressure. The guy, he doesn't eat right. I mean, he doesn't oh. look good. So that's all going to come out. It's not his stupid, you know, kook, you know, half-cooked quack doctor that he went to that sounded like, you know, the guy looked at Kim Jong-un. And, you know, our dear leader looks fantastic. He's the healthiest man ever and would be a president that could laugh. <laughs> Ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. Boom, bing, bing, bing. Bing, bing. Looks like a giant orange pear with cotton candy, orange cotton candy on the top. And if he. There's no way he doesn't get a bad report. His cholesterol's got to be jacked. His yeah. heart. His blood pressure, like you said, has to be horrendous. Whoa, he's so bum, bum, fat. Bum, bum. Uh, and he's fat around his gut, where it's Yeah, the which worst. is the worst. Yeah, that's so bad. Yeah. There's so much like, organs being crushed. Um, oh, John, now you're describing me. And I hope... And I hope... Then, if these reports come out that he is out of shape and he is in, in, in trouble, health-wise, I want to see if he can change his diet in front of the country and actually like show some discipline and get in shape at an old age that'd be really impressive like, like instead of being on trump force one and you know like with the with the with, with the double thumbs in front of like fried chicken or a big mac it's like yeah. a salad yeah 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 what happened clark like smothered you okay buddy yo gray hello i am here to talk to you on the podcastle oh, hi. i am stephen hawking Clark, thanks for joining us. Bob and I have been going for about uh, 25 minutes here. We're talking about Trump's diet. Talking about Trump. Oh, yeah. He's got to take some health test thing that's done in, uh, where is it, Bob? Bethesda? Bethesda Naval Center. It's where actually they did the, where all presidents go for their health uh, checkups every year, annual. And uh, they're the, the, the watered-down version is public information, and that's also where John F. Kennedy went. 
after uh, Dallas when they flew him back on Air Force One and they did the autopsy there. Now, I heard he was going to the um, Cape May East Coast uh, Marine Mammal Stranding Center because it's the only place large enough to fit a whale that size. <laughs> Crystal Lake, Florida is actually Clark, all the way up from that's where the fake news. Where the uh, uh, water temperatures stay at 76 degrees. It's very clear. The it's fake news, and this is proof. MSNBC tweeting about about Oprah. It's you're, fake news. You're garbage. And more, you know what, Clark? Uh, you're points. fat too. Wrong. And you have high cholesterol. Uh, uh, I'm very fit. <laughs> Does Oprah have to take a fit test? Oprah. I love. Uh, I love his quote from last weekend. It was. Um, she uh, it, you know, they were talking about fire and fury and, you know, his lack of intelligence. He goes, I'm, I'm like, very, and he used the word like, yeah. I'm, like I'm very, really not smart. intelligent or, uh, yeah, I'm like very smart. And I went to some of the best universities, the best university. I made millions of them, billions of dollars. And uh, I'm very smart. Where did he go to school? Bucks County Community College. And give me one year. It's, I'm a person that very strongly believes in academics. In fact, every time I say I had an uncle who was a great professor at MIT for 35 years who did a fantastic job in so many different ways academically. He was an academic genius. And then they say, is Donald Trump an intellectual? Trust me, I'm like a smart person. Thank you. Great institution. Wonderful. Um, let's, can I chime in about the, uh, the Oprah thing? Yeah. Tom. People are talking about her running for president. Stop it. But their time is up. Their time is up. Stop it with the celebrities. Hold on, Clark. <laughs> let, me, let, me, Stop let me cut you off before doing you it. go. I just want to tell you, um, I agree, first of all. But when she was making the speech, a thought, speech. a thought trickled into my head. Is she going to be our next president? And the only reason that thought crept in there is because of who's in the office now. Right. Go on. Everything would be an equal opposite. You know, right. like everything has to have an opposite. But I feel like that's Trump to, to Obama. Trump's the exact opposite of Obama. Mm. Right. So I feel like I feel like we need to get back to just electing politicians, someone that has experience. I don't care if it's like, you know, a junior senator like Obama or, you know, someone that was in the House of Representatives for two years, just something. I mean, it's going to set a precedent to where like really qualified people that understand the system and know what the Constitution is. You know, we'll yeah. keep them out because, you know, we love when, when does it stop? Oprah next. I mean, who when, who's who else? The Rock. That's what Bob said. It's like now it's just people who have the most likes on Instagram. Yeah. And it's like the movie. I don't know if you right. saw this, uh, Clark, uh, Idiocracy. I bring that up like once a day to Jen. It's like <laughs> we are living in that right now. That's oh, like no. our reality. I still haven't seen it. John, you were persona non grata on that one. I'm yeah, really you bad are chicken. movies. We went over this. Bob, it's great to see you, man. I'm ready to, to slice right into uh, famous, uh, yeah, famous uh, presidential Let's history. Let's talk about guys that have been dead for 150 years. Yes. Yo, you Let's know what talk I about. about. Uh, old write, rough and ready. We should write a movie uh, about... Uh, for one of these stories that Bob tells, like that McClellan story, the guy who found oh. the plans, like is that a? Have they made a movie about that yet? They made movies around it. They've never right. made a movie like about that. But I think, I, I don't know. I think here's the problem though with that. Show. 
I think we've been through so much with like 9-11 and you can't like 9-11 that that's still to me that looks like a movie it doesn't look real right I mean the planes hitting the buildings and so how the hell are you going to go over to some douchebag finding a bunch of cigars and then these guys are shooting uh you know muzzle loading rifles with 54 caliber bullets uh it just doesn't it doesn't balance for me and I don't think you you're going to have a movie company and Clark could probably speak to this a hell of a lot better than I can. You're not going to have a movie company that's going to want to sign on to that to, to make some money. Right. It's a very tough sell, um, which is why the movie Lincoln was almost like an HBO release and not like a theatrical. It's tough to get the money for that. I've always thought they should do a movie on, uh, Napoleon or George Washington. There's never been like a true movie on that. That's good. Yeah. it, it's too. It could have to be a mini series. Napoleon, right. there's just too much. You couldn't do it in like three hours. It's George Washington too. I mean, yeah, I know. Yeah, him too. Just crossing the Delaware could be like season four in itself. Yeah. Right. Chopping down like, Dick Tree. Could you imagine that? Oh. They start when he like gets the idea to cross the, the Delaware, and the whole yeah. season yeah. builds you know. to them fucking crossing it and getting over yes. there and surprising them in the pajamas. Imagine Surprising that scene. The Hessians, the drunk, hungover Hessians. Yeah, the Hessians that were wasted and, and headachey. They had the case of the heads. Oh, the heads. And the uh, but the scene, the opening scene in Save It Private Ryan, like how realistic that was. You could do something cool with that of him crossing the Delaware, of like the freezing water splashing up on them, and Washington's like steady. Right, crossing the Delaware could be like two episodes long, like people dying, shit breaking, them having to go back and get another boat. That didn't happen. Ah, it'll happen in the show. Well, yeah, it's gonna happen. You, you look at what H Liberties, what HBO did with John Adams, the book yes. that David McCullough wrote. That's that's what they need to do with like a George Washington. The problem is though that John Adams and Abigail Adams kept great diaries, and that's why David McCullough was Diary, able to write yeah. that book. Washington didn't keep a diary, so we don't know. We all we know is what people tell us about him. Right, so it's, it's all hard to make a movie. No, yeah, wonder. it's all word of mouth history. Right, every detail about him is argued all the way down to his fucking teeth. That's a glorious yeah. looking Guinness there, Clark. John, can you see what it says there. on there? Can you see what this says? Tell me if you all can right. see this. This is a Guinness glass. You can't see. Oh, it. I can. Beautiful. Beautiful. And is there Guinness? That looks like a Guinness in there. But it says Clark oh. the Shark engraved on it. It's from the actual St. James Gate Brewery in Ireland. Oh my gosh! Yeah, gluten-free tie got it back. She was on her honeymoon. She got awesome. It. Awesome. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. I'm an Irish man with oh, Irish liver. Fantastic. Hey, I got a Yeti. The coolest thing with <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I got a Yeti. <laughs> a Yeti. Here, here. I have a Yeti. Gentlemen. This is a five southern gentleman with diarrhea. That's what I, I put my mint juleps in there at uh, four thirty p.m. That's when they are served here down south. Down oh. south. Or cool. It's Bob, a forty-five degree Jack? angle. What's his name? That Foghorn Leghorn. Bring the glass upright. Up. That's that's nobody. That's just me. It sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. Right, I know, but he it's needs a name. Heck- actually, yeah. it's, it's actually what I tough. take off of. There, the former Missis- governor of Mississippi was Haley Barber. Uh, and, uh, I, I steal a lot from Mr. Haley Baba. Haley Baba. It's like my Harris Thompson is a little bit of Will Ferrell. Uh, <laughs> I made a funny son and you're not laughing. I say that boy's just like a tattoo. Get yeah. W. Uh, my good man. Yeah, you're always, you're always, 
you know, no matter what it is, you're always stealing a little bit from somebody else. Right. Yeah. Whether it's money or a name or something. Some people may call it a crime. You know, I don't. Oh, my gosh. It's fine. It's fine. It's absolutely great. So you can tweet us. Snap us. At the underscore podcastle. Uh, Bob, I want to say that I'm glad that you're doing well, man. You had quite a spill this weekend. I don't know if you talked about that, but I'm, I'm yeah. glad you're doing well. And then we did not. It, it was, it was bad. Sad. And, and John, John knows the stairs in my house, and a fall down these steps for a person, they're an like elderly person, the stairs would be uh, life changing. They're like the stairs in the Titanic. Life changing, the winding to fall all the way down them. Is almost hard to do, dude. Well, just thinking good... about that falls, it, it gives me the willies. But then thinking about the pain it inflicts gives me a woody. Oh. Well, the good thing what? is, my wife was home when I fell down the steps, so she good. heard it. So she couldn't call me a pussy after the fact. Which, if she didn't hear it, she would call me a pussy. Oh man, so, that's scary. But, yeah. you're uh, duly noted. Yeah. Duly noted. But, the good thing is, is I have like seven stairs, a landing, and then like another ten stairs, and then you're on the ground floor. So I did not fall down the first seven because if I did that, I would have gone probably gone through the wall. Oh, I'm a man no. of a uh, large carriage. Oh, heavens to Betsy's. Large yeah. Carriage. So, but on the landing, I missed the first step, so I went down on my ass. Oh. And, but the safest I cushion to land on. I was airborne, and I I definitely beat the hell out of my kidneys and uh, the, the the backside of uh, Bob Coons. I which... beat the hell out of my kidneys this weekend too, but freaking all the fucking. <laughs> oh, that's I did it going down the steps, and I got my late. backside beat. Uh, or, no. <laughs> Bob, what uh, is John on your hand? South Florida. So, you know. It's on the back of your hand. Well, manners, hey. <laughs> but I literally the first thing I did when I landed was it was like blinding pain and it it's the pain so bad that you see stars. Oh, oh man. You yeah, you're like ready to like pass out. I did not hit my head, thank God. Thank God. Oh yeah. But that's a very I, special. The first thing I did was look back and to see if I damaged any of the steps as I my fat ass uh, tumbled oh, down. Them. Dude, that's so like a scary. cartoon. They're all smashed up behind you. Yeah, yeah. I like, like I just if, like went through them. <laughs> I feel like if that happened to anybody else, though, they'd be in a considerable, uh, considerably more amount of pain. You're 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 a pretty big guy. You can take a. Take My a wife hit. said it sounded like somebody dropped like a three-ton elephant off the top of our. Uh, oh man, so. the wife. Did the wife make you some tapioca to ease the pains? No, she said, are you okay? I said, yes. And then she handed me my son. <laughs> I, I always try to milk a, 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 an injury or sickness with stuff I want that really isn't helpful to me. Like, you know, when I was sick growing up. It's like, honey, how do you feel? Do you want, do you want some more soup? It's like, I wouldn't mind getting that video game that I really wanted to play. Uh, like, like Tiny Tim. You're talking like Tiny Tim. I would like some curdled milk, please. <laughs> please, sir. I'll have... I'll have one more shilling pants for that cup of portro. And then, so, and then it, for some reason, Bob my dad Cratchit, is a cigar. Please. And he's like, piss Bob off. And he's like, flashing the ashes. I would like that curdled milk that we can only afford. It's spoiled for two days, but it's okay. Please, sir. Please, sir. I, I've always wanted to be a guy with a cigar that's like always reading the paper on the corner with like a very impressive bowler hat and a suit. And a little newsie comes over every day. It's like, 
sir, can I please see the sixpence pages? And I'll go, piss off. And, like, I just flick the ashes on him. <laughs> and I'm like, that's old man Grumpleston, you know? He's the richest man <laughs> in the east side of London. And oh like, piss off. It's better if you're smoking a cigarette and you just put it out on his forehead. Right. And it, and it dents it because he's got scurvy <laughs> in his eye. Be a real asshole. I think Mike Agnew had scurvy. He had something going on with his arms, I remember. Scurvy. Yeah. I think he's got the scurvy. Or he had rosacea. I don't know if it's rosacea. I, don't know I always wanted to had. like shave it, shave his arms. I knew what he had. Because I was always like, yeah. why are you red? And he's like, I don't know. My skin's red. <clears> I'm like, but dry skin is flaky. Throwing out your buddy's medical problems on a uh, podcast, though. That's good. Yeah, well, we got a tough oh, dive. Into knew, this. But, you know, he's <laughs> a podcaster. You know, he knows. It was, yeah, uh, he knows the drill. His screen name on Instagram is Big Red. <laughs> he, he accepted Red's. it. He became, he became Big Red. Because everyone would ask him, balls. why is your face red? Well, a lot of rude people would. Maybe John, you're frozen on my end on Skype. I don't know if it's me or if it's you. Just letting you know. Well, everyone's moving good on my end. Are you? Right, you know what? I'm going to hang up and dial right back in. Is that okay? Yeah. Holy shit, what's that? That's a oh, turtle. Turtle. Oh, my gosh. Turtle, turtle. Turtle, turtle. It's a, is that a box turtle? It is a box turtle, yes. Ah, nice. The common turtle. The common, common turtle. House turtle. Turtle, turtle. Alright, so uh what's right. going on, man? We got some, some issues to to jump into. Is Bob just coming back in? Yeah, he said everyone was kinda slow on his end. I was That's just the way right. I was born. Yeah, I was like You guys okay? It's oh, always go. been my problem. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. Um so, so we're going to be submitting, about... yeah, Good. we're going to be, we're going to be submitting the serious this week. So if you're listening there at corporate, yes. we can smile. We'll say all the right things. Just get us in the dough. Yes. Get us in the dough. By the way, Sirius XM radio is a very integrity driven, important pioneer of the, of the waves of the air. They, they truly are majestic. I was and always zestful for the spoken word. I was always a, a, a promoter of theirs when I first so, signed on in 2006. Yeah, I you're one of the early birds. I, I was like, this is the future. This is what everyone will have in their car, and it will just be built into the price of the car, and yeah. you can do whatever you want. It's, it's like weird if somebody doesn't radio. have it. You know what I mean? If like you get a new car and they don't have it, they're like, I yeah. don't have it. Like, well, what do you have? When what do you I do? When I trade in my uh, Corolla for another Corolla, <laughs> I'm going to I want Sirius built into my monthly paint car payment. Make it happen. <laughs> right. Yeah. Son of a bitch. It's endless. Smile. Is Bob I'll tell you what I listen to. Hey. I listen to the podcast on uh, the radio oh. when I plug into my car. So, oh, there you go. I love it. Cheap, I'm going to cheap shill that. On iTunes and Podbean and... Spotify. Which, by the way, Spotify Spotify users have, like, tripled. More people listen to Spotify on us than, like, most other. Like, we have, there's, like, an audience there that I feel like we've tapped into because uh, people listen to it that I don't know where who they are or where they're from. You know Spotify what I mean? Spotify is, like, the only one that I didn't get. You know, I, I, I've never dabbled in Spotify. 
And yeah. there's only one reason why. Because my old asshole drug addict roommate downloaded his Spotify on my oh, laptop. Cool. On my laptop. Hey, so I was like, uh, well, it's yeah. yours and I can't download another one. So ever since then, I've been like anti, but apparently the world's on Spotify. Yeah. So they I have like jump. every every music album on there. It's just easy to, you know. I should jump in. Jump in. Bob, you're with us, sir, right? I, I couldn't in. see you, so I didn't know if you were still, if you were live. Are you, you can't see me? I, can, I mean, I can always see you in my heart, in my mind, but... There you are. There All right. Sorry, I had the uh, camera blocked out. Sorry, I was uh, I was jerking off. So the question the world, the question the world is asking tonight, is naturally, of course, and certainly, the turning point of the Civil War, and we can all agree it was the Battle of Gettysburg. Unless a watermark. Unless Bob would like to chime in with his own. Taste of Thank you, Clark, for lobbing me a softball. A softball. I thought it was. Do people now, I was, I was kind of nervous. I was kind of nervous. I was, was it really Antino? nervous. You were gonna like ask me some obscure question about the Civil War, and I would have oh. no idea what you were Lincoln, talking about. Lincoln dick size. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, speaking of the Civil War, I, I've been to Washington <laughs> D.C. a few times, uh, not as much as yourself. But one place, but I, I love Washington D.C. It's my favorite city in the world, just because of the federal buildings and the history. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I love Philadelphia, obviously, but I would love Washington D.C. because there's something very special about seeing those places. Um, I've never seen Ford's Theater, though. I've never ever been. I think oh, I was God. going to with my dad, and we went to the National Archives, and I got tired or something as a kid. But but you've been to Ford's Ford. Theater, right? Yes, I've been there. Numerous times. In fact, it, we used to go to uh, the a Christmas Carol there. Uh, they actually still hold. Uh, that was my question. Do yeah, they still have it, like it's plays active. there? Yeah, we went to a play. Did you? Uh, and, and the Lincoln booth is that like sealed off? Like a yeah? No, no nobody goes in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, can you see? I don't want to sit there either. Is it no? No, you don't want to sit there. Is it something Ooh. you can see though, or is it like just oh, yeah. completely? Through, through the whole play, uh, it's set up exactly as it was the night he was assassinated. And it's fairly the same looking theater as it was then. They preserved exactly it Exactly well. the same. And and Ford's theater is very interesting because I'm, I'm glad you brought this up, Clark. Kind of surreal. Blood stains. I can, I can speak to this. They actually, Ford's theater was, it, it was this, it was the same theater up until about 1950, 1940 or 50. They turned it into a government building, and it burned uh, down in 1960. Ah, uh, I think John can probably fact check me on this. Uh, I will online. Wow. But it burned down, and so what they did after that, they rebuilt the inside. They kept the 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 front part that you see when you walk by Ford's Theater now is still the same thing that Lincoln saw when he walked in there. On April fourteenth, nineteen sixty, eighteen sixty-five. I'm looking it up so, right now. That's amazing. Uh, they rebuilt it and made it a national uh, ah. parks monument. I'm looking at it right now. It's a it's a really interesting test place. My, oh. test, please test my uh, correctness there, because I I think I I could probably be way off. On April, your, your history needs the, no fact check, sir. Eighteen sixty-five. Lincoln died the next morning. 
1893, part of it collapsed, causing 22 deaths. It was renovated yeah. and reopened in 1968. Wow. Impressive-looking building. So that's probably what I'm talking about. I, I was way off. I, I thought it burned, but it didn't. But the yeah, great just... thing about this is, <clears throat> and I'll tell you, I go to a lot of, when, I, when I've been in D.C., I've, I've gone to a lot of monuments. Ford's Theater is the best thing you can go to. Oh, my gosh. That, that holds a lot of weight, man, coming from you. Um, yeah. yeah. I was a history buff and a, and a lover of American history as yourself. That, but it, that's it's, amazing. It's also good for the, you know, the person who just you know, knows Lincoln and saw the movie. And Yeah, right. It's, it's across the street you have the Peterson House where he died in. And Lincoln, after he was shot oh, in Ford's yeah. Theater, they carried Lincoln about an hour after he was shot across the street to the Peterson House. Um, oh, he had died at the White laid House. In that bed, and that's where he died. He died in that the Peterson small House. small bed. Wasn't it really small? Yeah. And it, it's incredibly small. small. And Lincoln was six feet, four inches. So why Ooh. is the Lincoln room, the White House, haunted if Lincoln didn't die there? Yeah, he didn't die there. That was his cabinet room. Wow. And when you when you talk about Ford's Theater and you, you see it, where is it in proximity to, like, you know, the, the federal House? district? Is it's it right? Four, yeah. It's four blocks away from the White House. <clears throat> the surgeon at that oh. time actually is a 24-year-old kid who literally, after Lincoln was shot, they drug him out of his chair, pulled him in the hallway, and he straddled him and got on top of him and was doing CPR. What? Their version of CPR, and actually put his finger in the the wound in the back of his head. That's amazing. Actually pushed the bullet farther into Lincoln's brain. You did that kill him? Would he have lived if he didn't do that? No, no, he was. He Lincoln was done at that point. He He was was toast. I mean, what killed him? The Derringer. It was a Derringer. uh, Yeah, twenty-two caliber. That was it. Yeah. A deuce little, deuce. little tiny ball. And if you go to Ford's Theater, they have an excellent, they have an excellent museum in the basement where I just saw the picture of the whole thing. They have the door. Like I used to go to these plays with my parents, and really, and this is they revamped Ford's Theater right now is a big deal. I I did this in the '90s with my parents, and it was just like a minor museum in the basement, and they left it open. So I, I didn't give a shit about the fucking Christmas Carol. I'm in Ford's Theater. I Charles walked, Dickens. I, I told my parents, yeah. I told Dead my parents sleeves. I gotta go to the bathroom. Oh my gosh. And I walked downstairs, and it was just me in the museum with everything. They have that's amazing. Pillows. See, that's a memory. That's a story. That's a story that really like that's amazing. Truly amazing. I can't say that I've been there. I'd love to go. And, and after you said that, it's on my Dude, it's, it's on my list. Next time I'm back in the uh, it's the best museum it, you can go to. States. If you go to D.C. and don't view that, you're not an American. Fuck you. I I, I agree oh. with you. Is it, 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 so? It's better than the Wax Museum oh, of Gettysburg. Theater. Yes, it's Way pretty better. cool, right? Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. Um, also in D.C. Pretty, too. Uh, pretty, outside pretty of D.C., cool. another place I've never been to is uh, Monticello. Yeah. Is that yeah. Virginia or, or is that? You've been there though, right? I have been by it. I've never actually been to the house. I don't know anyone that's actually been and there. It's kind of. Shame on me. Shame on no, me for, like for going by it and not, and not being at yeah. the house. Because it, it looks unbelievable. 
the chest. Oh, believe- you can take you can go online and take virtual tours of Monticello. Monticello. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm a fan. I'm what a is Monticello? Fan. What is this? That was the home of uh, President, the third president, Thomas Jefferson. Oh, Mr. Uh, Thomas uh, 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 Jefferson. Jefferson. What was it? So his like Dixon. Was it like his White House 2.0 or White House Junior? Was it his Mar-a-Lago? Uh, <sighs> Pretty much. I mean, and Thomas Jefferson was an interesting guy, and yeah. he never really finished the house like while that he lived. Black, that brown sugar. He was cool. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty dope. Yeah. Smart as fuck. Holy yeah, smart shit. AF. He, was smart. he actually like, yeah. he would still be one of the smartest people twice. alive now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Way super beyond. Smart. Way beyond. Him and that crazy Adams. Yeah, if you're in the John, D.C. area. No, Gomez. Gomez. If you're in the D.C. area, Ford's Theater sounds like you need to check it out. I'm telling you. Yeah, if you're in the D.C. In the D.C. area, you know, go do what you got to do in the National Air and Space Museum. Go out to Dulles, too. Look at the SR-71. Go look at the space shuttle. Ah, the Blackbird. That's awesome. I've been to the uh, the National Air and Space Museum. And then go to Mount Vernon. Oh, I love Vernon there. You can spend an entire day at Mount Vernon where Washington had his house. The SR-71 looks like. And they do such a great job out there. Kylo Ren's ship in the <coughs> Jedi. Yeah, the, the Blackbird. That thing is Star Wars looking. It is cool. <coughs> now the SR seventy one was that a fighter plane or reconnaissance? No, no, that was a spy plane. Spy plane. That That's flew what I uh, just over Mach three, and it flew at about eighty thousand feet. <coughs> and that plane, 80, literally, they, they would fuel it up. They would fuel it up on the ground. It would leak all the fuel, and it wouldn't. the 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 walls on the aircraft, that's what that that was what held the fuel in. So it would have to get up to flight level. It would have to get up to like eighty thousand feet, and everything would seal. And then it would have to fuel back up. It would have to drop back down to thirty thousand feet, hit a KC one thirty five tanker, then fly back up to eighty thousand feet with a curve of the earth. And, That's an expensive you know, plane. Mach three, you know, hairs on fire, good to go. That's expensive. That's an expensive uh, flight. That uh, sounds That's futuristic. Expensive. Can you imagine how smart these people are, Clark? That figure out that's how they have that that, that they can they have to operate. We can pull it off, just. In our trust in how science is behaves all the way up there. Oh, and by the right. way, we also have to figure the right. uh, circumference of the atmosphere. We have to figure all that nonsense in the, the poles. Well, that was right. Gravitation. Skunk works. You guys hear me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can hear you now. You're just a little choppy for a second, but you sound oh. crystal clear like a Pepsi. Oh, it's excellent. My beautiful voice. Uh, it's sultry. It's sultry. <laughs> Skunk Works Wait. developed the SR-71, which was a black Skunk label Works. project Works. on on the government's, the DOD's budget. And that's Skunk what developed Works. the SR-71 in 1965. Skunk I mean, Works. look that up. It's, I'm probably off on the day a little bit, but the SR-71 is retired. We don't need that anymore. We still right. use the U-2. The SR-71 is amazing. And the B-1. It's amazing. 
Um, and I what's do... really cool about the SR-71 is when we flew the first space shuttle mission in 1981, they had to figure out that the, the space shuttle pilots, these are old Air Force pilots, and, the, and these guys are going to, they're eventually going to fly this spacecraft that NASA has created, the space shuttle. And, but they're flying in these T-38s, and they, their, their job is to swoop Trainer in 38. as the space shuttle is coming in hypersonic from the atmosphere, coming in from Mach 25, and it's going to break in. It's going to come in, and they're going to they're intercept it just under Mach 1. So you're talking Amazing. about probably 700 miles an hour. There, thank so God in. there are people who understand math and science because – Imagine uh, if everyone was just like me. Like, that was their... their uh, could the, it make the, a cup of coffee? The furthest reach of math is what I'm capable of. We would all be dragging our knuckles. No. We wouldn't be yeah, the SR-71... Space with ships that so, I'm sorry. Protected by I, I don't know how far I got along on that. SR-71, Bell X-1, a lot of these planes are, like, revolutionary in how so what they, they did. Made. Yeah. The first space shuttle that ever came Maybe. in, Maybe. coming yeah. into the atmosphere, first hypersonic vehicle was coming in. And these air, the, these pilots that work, the, the, they're eventually going to fly the space shuttle, you know, yeah. and they did a great job. They're flying these T-38 trainer aircrafts, and they need to figure out, they need to look in because when the space shuttle comes in from orbit, these guys circle in and they look at the bottom of the space shuttle and say, you know, you're good to go or you're not, you know, you need to belly land it. Right. You know, we'll just put it in the swamp if, if it's in uh, yeah. Florida. Belly so they yeah, actually, to train for this, they had the SR-71 come in from hypersonic oh, flight. Not hypersonic, but Mach 3. They yeah. had it come in. Yeah, right. And they, oh, were, they were timing it to circle around and come in on the SR-71 exactly like they would do when the first space shuttle came in with John Young and Robert Crippen. John Young, who just died. He just died. Yeah, he passed away. Oh, yeah, I saw yeah. that. Who was the biggest astronaut badass that ever lived. Yeah, John Young. The story yeah. of John So they, they come in on the SR-71 Not with these 38s and they fly in. And that's how, that's how they tested it, with the SR-71. And they got it perfectly right with the first flight of Columbia in 1981. What is skunk worth? Skunk works. Oh, damn it. Skunk works. John, just look at the point site. It's the black project the CIA had. It was the SR-71. It was the U-2 plane. A uh, bunch of other stuff, too. And The Bell X-1? Stuff was that the we Bell X-1 in there? Chuck Yeager? The Bell X-1? Broke the sound barrier? Bell X-1. Glamorous Glennis. Dude, Skunk Glamorous Glennis. Skunk Works yeah. is like a fake so name. It is good. See, the thing is, Bob, is I care very much about aviation. Me too. And Hughes Aircraft. We're going to build those Lockheeds, those constellations. Uh, when you talk about the SR-71, though, and it's... By the way, John, have you seen uh, I Am Legend? Mm. He's playing golf in front of an SR-71, like in, in the uh, movie. I think they, they recently retired it, right? Like in the last 15, 20 years? Uh, I think they retired it in the mid-90s. Okay. Around there. 
Okay, it but it was still like something <laughs> from Star Wars. It's amazing. It does. It really. You ever seen it in person? It's huge. Oh. I can't. No, I, I I've seen the stealth in person. I've never seen the SR seventy one. It's huge. Afraid of it poking me. Looks too pointy. Ugh. I remember when I saw oh. the stealth it's fighter at me right now. I think it was the fighter when it was released to the public in like ninety one or something at an air show, and there were. It was so cool because this thing looked like something out of a space movie. And oh there gosh. were like armed guards around. Like you couldn't get, you couldn't go up to it at all. It wasn't like the other planes were like, sit in the cockpit, get a picture with your dad. Yeah. It was like, no. it was like, you're, you're not, you're not going near here. And it was so cool. This was like 1991 or something, you know, it was amazing. Bob, how much fucking training do you have to go through to Ooh. drive one of these things? Like, and who the hell would even do it? Jeff has John me. Young. Well, it's funny you mention that because a lot of the guys that flew the SR-71 became space shuttle astronauts. It's say. funny, if you go into Dulles at the Uvdar Hazy Center in uh, the Air and yes. Space Museum. Yep, okay. So you have two Air and Space Museums. You have one that's off the mall in in, in Washington, D.C., where you can just walk into. You can see John Glenn's capsule. Oh, cool. You can cool. see the eye chart that he had to look at because they were afraid that his eyes would lose their form uh, in oh, weightlessness. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You have all that stuff. You got got some, you know, you know, you go to the Hazy Center out by Dulles Airport in Washington. You you have the SR-71. As soon as you walk in, that's what's facing you. That's amazing. It's quite it's quite large, too, from the pictures. Right. You've seen one live. It's it's a pretty big. Oh, my God. It's it's. Oh it's gosh. one of the most beautiful aircraft I've ever seen in my life. Wow. It's, a, it's just so, it, it's like a compliment of human ingenuity. Right. And then That's behind amazing. that is the space shuttle Discovery. Oh, yeah, oh my there gosh. it is. Oh, what a beaut. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's That's like amazing. Our, our spaceships. I want to start photoshopping Bob flying like SR-71s and be like, just another <laughs> wild weekend on excursion, you know, And but but like you own it and people are like, just doing my thing. You're in like space, coming back down to Georgia soon. <laughs> and what's, what's really cool about seeing that SR-71 there is whenever the, they had a flight on it, you, uh, you, you painted the pilots' names on it, and there's two pilots usually on the SR-71. And obviously the space shuttle – had a commander and a pilot and then five other people, mission specialists, who ran the mission. That's, That's amazing. Jim Halsell, Jim, the name Jim Halsell is on that SR-71. And then you have the space shuttle Discovery right behind him. And he was an astronaut who flew on that space shuttle. That's so cool. It's, just, it's That's, really cool. Yeah, and it's chronologically pinned together to where it's like a – this is at the National Air and Space Museum? Yeah, at U- the Uvdar Hazy Center. It's a big Stephen hangar. Stephen F. F. Udvar Hazy. I don't remember. Stephen F. Udvar Hazy. That's boring. And I got to take another trip. I have trip no there. idea who the hell that guy is. Stephen the three of us need to take a trip to D.C. and do like a vlog on the, all these sites, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh. But yeah, that'd be amazing. I went there one time. Amazing. I literally just spent, like, you, you walk around the space shuttle, and that thing is, it's unbelievable. It's so fragile. And oh. but it's so freaking big. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was gonna ask like you, is it smaller than you expected or bigger? It's actually well, it you can ask John. 
John and I saw it in the vehicle assembly building in Florida. Yeah, we saw wow. it in Atlantis. It looks like it, it looks like it, it was made by, you know, eighth graders as a, a end of the year project. It doesn't look like this indestructible spaceship. It looks really? Like you could touch it and it would fall over. Oh my but gosh! It was gigantic. Wow. Oh my god! It's the size of a DC nine. Oh, nice, nice, nice! Wow, that's pretty big. Yeah. Unlike the DC threes with the back, the third wheel that I like to take off on in the fifties. Yeah. And that's a tail dragger. So. Yeah, right. Tail dragger. You guys want to take a quick break and come back uh, after a short, abbreviated commercialization? Nice. Yes. Tweet at the underscore podcastle. We are here live on Nerd Thirty Five with the great Bob. We shall return militarily after this. The Coliseum. They only play football there, right? right? I don't know. Do the A's play there? No, they've always. They, I, I don't know. I don't know. No, oh but you're right. No, I think I don't think they do. Absolutely so. right. I think they have their own their own setup. No, they play at the Coliseum. Glory. Glory. All right, Clark will be with us in one segunde. So this will go in the at the back end of the show. So it's not the official show. It's the bonus material, what we're recording right. right now. Sorry, Bob. Earlier, I probably should have told you, whenever you're on with me on Skype, I'm recording. Like I, I hit record before I answer. Yep, the way to do it. Stuff out. Jump right into it like a dick. Just in case. Yeah, of course. I'll that whole fifteen minutes. I'll just toss. Just you and I. Yeah, get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can't reveal any secrets. I'll Twitter. delete it because it's taking up space on my shit. Snapper. Damn, it's cool podcast. So the podcast no, no, is five. We're back with Bob here at Sister Linda Jean Studios in Penasco. Coming at you. No. So, uh, Bob, the Hollywood you... epicenter. Yes, yes, the 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 mecca of entertainment here in Hollywood. Yes. We got a lot to talk about. Tarzana. We want to talk about too. Yes, Tarzana, the home of Michael J. Fox and Chris Brown. Ooh, Chris Brown. Oh my gosh. I want to leave that one out. <laughs> yeah. The Civil Rights Act of 1964 being one yes. of these policies Whoa. that that was part of it. Yeah, and then Johnson and basically you're bolstering the poor you're, you're letting the right. federal government go in and bolster the poor which is great to a certain extent but you don't need so many programs that right that enable the poor yes right. it, the it programs were a little yeah the programs were initially were originally implemented to help a man when he's down on his luck right to get them on their feet but it's turned into in a lot of these programs uh, an excuse not to do anything. Well, like I'm just going to milk the system. Right. Like everything. You like know, everything, there's, there's, there's a negative spin, right. There's people and that are career like, well, I'm just going to work for this place for two days and collect unemployment because there's like loopholes and right. government benefit. There's, you know, exactly. you're enabling people. So, yeah. sorry. Exactly. You you're almost like kind of like instead of a safety net, you're giving them uh, you're giving them a, a hammock to sit right. in and do nothing. <laughs> Right. Instead of a life preserver, you're giving them a rowboat, and you're like, you can you can stay out there a little bit longer if you want. You'll be all right. And, uh, and I think Robert Kennedy would have continued that 
And I can't say whether Robert Sorry. Kennedy in 1968 would have stopped the Vietnam War and stopped this because that was – if you look at the Ken Burns documentary that came yes. out. Oh, yeah, I did. Awesome. That was that was a machination that was already set in motion at that point, and it would it would have been hard for any executive point to stop that. And I think Robert Sorry. Kennedy would have been just as tainted as Nixon going forward in that. But I think you wouldn't have had where Nixon was staying up at night, popping pills, and he oh. he would have. He would have the uh, air conditioning blasting at the White House. I I mean, it's it's August in Washington. So right, it's... all of my years of public life, I have never profited, never profited from public service. I've earned every cent. And in all of my years of public life, I have never obstructed justice. And I think, too, that I can say that in my years of public life, that I welcome this kind of examination because people have got to know whether or not their president is a crook. Well, I'm not a crook. It's like I he wouldn't have. It's, it's almost I as got. if... Uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, you're good. It, it's almost as if somebody were to take... When, you know, they, they talked about when Kerry ran against Bush in 2005, when to stop the war, and then you get in there and you realize how much is involved and what the costs are. You wouldn't, he wouldn't just pull out and be able to end the war. He would realize, oh, there's this much involved, and you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, the Vietnam War, people think, is a failure in a lot of ways, but... I feel we like kicked even though their we, ass. we kicked, we their, kicked ass. their ass, we killed a lot oh, of troops, and, and it also sent a message too. Like, well, if they're That's ready to good. go to war for ten years or you know eight years, whatever it is, to stop this little shitty country from spreading communism, like it, it, I think it made other countries think twice about being so aggressive, which is a big message. Yeah, and yeah. Robert Kennedy would have continued. Yeah, he would have continued that, and it would have it would have polluted his presidency. He would have been, I think. If he had, if he had won, it, it would have kept him from doing the the great things that he espoused during his campaign, his very brief campaign. And everybody, history ties a lot of what RFK did to his brother. Right. It's, right. it's, and and yeah, he and he was cut down way too soon. Uh, it very progressive. Can, Kennedy. Uh would have probably done a lot of good stuff. The whole Vietnam thing and the whole, the, I think we would view the presidency a lot different if RFK would have beat Nixon in that election uh, and, and come to power. The presidency would be viewed a lot differently today. Right. If, uh, yeah. If, and he, if Bobby Kennedy had won. Why? Because I think Nixon, so too. Nixon resigned. Well, I'm not a crook. No, remember, others may hate you. But they never win. Nixon, unless I mean, you hate them back. I resigned. And and all these guys, it's you know, they have a need to to be feed to be fed by their base. I think right. Bobby you Kennedy would have head. He, he right. would have been able to survive off of his base and would have done some better things. And we 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 wouldn't have Watergate, obviously. And it's. That's hard to say. I mean, that's yeah. I, I appreciate your garlic. Yeah. Uh, he was very progressive, you know, at the time with pollution and things like that. And you're right; the base would have fed him, and uh, I think he would have viewed the presidency very differently had he won. How um, how differently? Like, didn't uh, teach me. I think he. Well, I'll let Bob feel You'd that give one. Give him more but respect. I, 
Because, I mean, how differently can we view it now? Yeah, that's a great question. It doesn't matter. Nixon, Nixon fed into that whole Vietnam era shit. And there's a great movie out right now with Tom Hanks documenting that with the, the Pentagon Post. Papers. The and basically, these Pentagon yeah. Papers, classified material. Right. But they weren't... Oh. It wasn't classified material to the point that it was going to endanger our troops in battle at that point. It was basically the the lead up to the Vietnam War and what McNamara was was writing. And, you know, it it goes back to Harry Truman in 1946 and and how we we got into that whole frickin mess in Vietnam. Oh, no way. Because that always was so weird to me, Vietnam, because so many people say, ah, it was a war we never should have been in. It was like nine years long. We lost so many people. Those rebel rousers. We we should have been in it. over here from them. We should have been in it, but we never should have been in it to the extent that we were at the point where, you know, with the the bombings in 1968 and 67. And Johnson was just trying to... Basically, doing the same thing Barack Obama did uh, with Syria and Al Qaeda. Right, where continuing you're policies. politically, you're politically driven into these airstrikes need yeah. to happen here. Let yeah, the military well, let the military decide that. And, and and Vietnam is a perfect example of that because you have Nixon. You know, to a degree, was like, well, I'm just escalating what Johnson was doing, and Johnson was escalating. Well, Kennedy was doing. We're sending uh, advisors there. Kennedy was doing. Well, Eisenhower was yeah. sending people over there to. You know, investigate and teach them how to train it. It kind of escalated politically, and that's a very good analogy about Syria and everything like that, and, and Afghanistan especially. You know, well, we're going to continue the fight and do this. And um, the president, by the way, has been very quiet on Afghanistan to to, to a degree. Um, do we still have other- soldiers in countries? I mean, yeah, we, we still have oh, snipers yeah. and shit, right? My counterparts. My counterparts are in Iraq and Afghanistan right now. Right. My counterparts are at Charlie's Bar up the street getting liver damage. So you're doing <laughs> substantially more significant work than I am. No, hey, my I'll... counterparts are doing substantially significant work more more than I am. I mean, I don't know. We you guys, why you guys we don't are just awesome. Do a full scale takeover. Why we, we live in a society like too. As Americans, up. we are the superpower, and we've uh, we have had a very very difficult time since World War II balancing that. And you're talking about the spread of communism. Okay, you know, we we, we managed that. It, it was a hell of a cost in Vietnam. And we eventually beat it back, you know, with uh, the fall of the Berlin Wall. Uh, and now we're doing the same thing over here with terrorism, where we're struggling to figure out where do we put our forces and where do we put our political capital right. in, in the worldview to, to try to mitigate the threat and and push all that stuff back. And I think Trump is at the extreme on one side where we pull out. It's not worth the blood and treasure of us. To a certain right. extent, I agree with that. But it's also we need right. to still have a say. We need to still have a footprint over there to where of course. we we can make a change because we <laughs> – we are the best. We are the we are the best that this world has to offer. We are right the all star team of humanity. I agree. Yeah, you need the the, you need that too, because to, on today you know today's war against terrorism and, and and talking about boots on the ground and things like that, you're not dealing with with enemies on a battlefield with a distinct leader. You're dealing with a, with an idea 
that can exactly. spring up anywhere, and, and it has to be rooted out. Unfortunately, you know a lot better than I do, but it's, it's a lot harder because you're dealing with ideas and sex and cells and radicals, yeah. and, and it's not like you're fighting, well, we have Hitler in this country in this country, and we have his troop movements in this. You have these sects that take over a village overnight and people that and you think are on your power. side. Of. And, yeah, and they get stronger, like a, like a cancer. Yeah. And, it's like uh, whack-a-mole. You have yeah. one war monger. The Middle East needs to get their shit together. Syria, they all need to get their shit together. It's really their government's responsibility. If you're, if you're basing everything on your government on religious-based society, right. you're, you're not yeah. going to win. And you're that's why win. what's going on in Iran right now needs to be covered. We don't need to be talking about yes. what Trump tweeted. We need to be right. talking about what's going on in Iran because yeah. those are that's a young sect of people who are Americanized. You know, I'm yes. using air quotes here. That's what and I'm saying. We, need, we to, do this. need to let these people flourish. Right. We yes. have these soldiers over there for 20 years because we want to Americanize or get their get them to get their act together. Assimilate. And, and then, yeah, the same thing with Iran. It's like, why don't we just wipe them off the map and just put American buildings and have Americans go move over there and live? Because otherwise, this is never going to go away. A new person's going to get elected over there that we're not keeping our eye on, and you know we're right. Or back not in get elected and just take it over, like Tehran. Right. You know, Iran was very progressive in the '70s, and then after the revolution and they took over, it became you know all of a sudden you had to wear burqas and all this stuff. You had the religious clerics going in there and, and dictating what's going to go on with with uh, the people. Yeah, you got to expect a backlash at a certain point. Unfortunately, it's a lot longer. But uh, I mean, even Trump said, you know, the world's watching you, Iran. It's a shame that more media is not covering that because it's a. And that's it's what I love. Like a spring rising. That's what's great. If Trump just shut up with his tweets and stopped with all this bullshit, you know what? Even with the Russian yeah. investigation going on, you know, no, no matter what he did wrong, he can still so do cool. so, so much good. Yeah, and he has the opportunity to do it, and he's wasting his political capital with these stupid tweets, and he's losing his 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 base is always going to have him, but he's losing the support on Capitol Hill with these Republicans who have to go Big through time. elections two or six years, you know, depending you know congressmen or senators. He's he, losing he's credibility. Losing right now. Well, at least he's not wasting time spell checking his tweets. Of course, yeah, John, right John covered right that. Out. Shooting him off, and Doesn't the credibility him. of him diminishes, and these guys are going to lose seats in the next two to six years, uh, the Republicans, because of Trump. It's already happened in Alabama. You saw that with Roy yeah. Moore. Um, yeah. It's a state that hasn't elected yeah. a Republican and, or a Democrat and I don't know, was it 20 years or something like that? It, it's a referendum. It's a referendum, just like after Obamacare, as it should be, and that's how we respond. As the electorate, that's how we need to respond. Hey, you know, we right. let's get out and vote. Right. That's the democratic right. process that needs to be uh, exercised, and it's it's sad when you see that taken away. When you look at American history and what's going on in the world. Uh, there's so many platforms that should have a light shine upon it, and unfortunately, you know, are focused on bullshit. Yeah, a lot of times. Bobby Kennedy could have changed, I think, the, the world view of the presidency. Will I think more? that's a really insightful quote. Will more that's or true. less people ever? come out to vote in 2020? I think Trump has... More or, or less? Has, oh, yeah. On the Democratic side, Trump has motivated the Democratic base. He's rattled. Now, okay. we're going to see if he's going to vote. We're, you know, there's a lot of bluster on 
on all the talk shows and all the bull crap you see on MSNBC and CNN and even Fox News. A lot of bluster. Let's see who comes out and votes. And, and Trump, let's, let's that's vote. true, Bob. That's best very true. Going, the best thing going for this country is we have a peaceful process of transfer of power. Wow. That's the, the first time it ever happened was when John Adams took over the presidency in 1801 from, uh, no, it was 1798, whatever. doesn't matter the date, but he took, it was the first peaceful transfer of power that wasn't given to a relative Ah. or a friend of the crown, you know, and, and we, we democracy work. It's a beautiful thing. The throne. It's a beautiful thing to see that happen too. And when you're talking about the, uh, Transition of powers, um, yeah. and, and how you said Trump has uh, mobilized a lot of Democrats. You need to see more of that. I feel like too, we need to get not get rid of, because that'll curb the Democratic process. But third party candidates and secondary candidates like your Bernie Sanders thing need to know when to step down because a lot of those people voted for too Trump old. that supported him. Uh, but way too old. We need to get over Bernie Sanders. They're too first. old and they're too far to one side. They're too yeah, old. They, we need somebody in the middle. We need, we need like a – I hate to espouse a candidate. You need a Trump. Need like, a the, guy like a Kasich. Democrat. Yes. We need Kasich. a guy like Kasich. Kasich. I would have voted. There's no moderates left anywhere. The Democrats are too far to the left and the Republicans are too far to the right. And the Republicans are like four, four or five parties within themselves. It's like a circular firing squad with them. They can't get their stuff together. Yeah. And that's the problem that they have with the tax bill, you know, the failed health care stuff. You need another we, moderate president. Yeah. We, we need something to move forward. And I, I, hopefully the fact that Trump is president, I think the way that our democracy is set up, it's going to self-correct itself. We'll see. I don't know. God bless you, man. Yeah, from your I ears agree. to God, from your mouth to God's ears, I feel like. I, I hope that's so true because I, I feel like it's been building for still a long time. We've got more and more left, more and more right. That Trump kind of squared down the – you had Obama, the first black president, and that set people off. And you have Trump who's pissed people off. Bring another moderate guy in that kind of balances the books a little bit. I feel like maybe yeah. Trump is, was the answer to Obama – not the answer, but the, the opposite of Obama. You had it's Obama, the black president for the exactly. games and everything. So it's great. We're going to get the other side. Before. And then and now I hope let's go the back Democrats to like a Reagan don't or a have, Yeah. I hope that yeah, exactly. I hope the Democrats don't vote the other side in and put up a bad candidate that is going to be so far to the left that you know, people like me, you know, I'm probably I'm an independent. I lean on the fence, but I I probably go, and I'm probably the same as you guys. I probably lean a bit Republican in terms financially, you know. Of course, a hundred percent. But let's get something in there like that, and let's get something done. Hey, I got a bigger tax. Uh, I have a bigger tax return this year. I just filed my taxes. I thank yeah, the Republican tax too. plan. I, I salute you. You know, salute salute you for that. If I'm going to pay probably a uh, thousand more in my taxes, but I'm glad the tax bill came through. I want that. I want that to help small businesses. But you know yes. what? You don't have to. Re- and if if a Democrat gets in there, let's not repeal it. Fix it. No, stop repealing it. Fix it. Look at look at what it is and work with it. Infrastructure. Exactly. What it's the doing. Repeal, not, let's gut it. The repeal it. thing is locker room backstage before the Royal Rumble. I'm going yeah. to repeal you. And, right. and we're gonna take out we're gonna take out everything that he did 
you know, it's going to be good and successful. No, like, tweak yeah, it. We're going to we're going to kill gonna all, we're going to kill all the turkeys that he parted for the past eight yeah. years because he did it. I'm going to I'm going to kill them all. They're going to be Thanksgiving dinners at the White House. Yeah, Thanksgiving, Melania. She came to be shipped in a box. Not all. I stole the receipt so I could take her back when she gets too old and get a younger one. Not all turkey lives Trump, matter. Trump truly is the sobering influence that our. We needed Trump. We need Trump. Right. We need Trump yeah. to be the sobering influence our government needs to, to reset us. And to we're going to come back. back. I, 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 I really. I'm going to tweet that out. I really, really like the quote you know, the democratic process is going to correct Georgia. itself. Yeah, I do respect yeah, that garlic, that, that crushed red pepper. I really do. Uh, I truly hope that happens, too, because I feel like it is it is in place with checks and balances. Uh, you have things in my belief should be abolished, like the um, uh, the electoral vote. That's to stop a crazy that's person stupid. from getting elected. The electoral that, college that, that is, needs to be is ridiculous. Electoral college, that's ridiculous. That was put it's in outdated. place to speed up riders that couldn't make – uh, word to the Midwest before there was play, uh, you know, phones or anything like and that. Knew and the, it. That and that, that Was it? Is it? I don't know. You guys are gonna have to help me out here. Idaho or what is it? Uh, who who has the first? Iowa. Uh, Ohio. Set? Yeah, Iowa. Iowa. Uh, the Iowa caucuses. The Why yeah. the hell the does that state have the? The, the the bluster to go out and oh, so, the bluster the momentum to set the presidential Iowa. campaign you know come on the center of the world Iowa. there's more people in LA County than all of Iowa there's more people in Sorry, LA City in than all of Iowa yeah the look at, yeah you look at California Pennsylvania Florida those states should set the electorate in the primaries this is why we have poor candidates coming out of out out to run the general election because they go into these these ridiculous states and yeah, ridiculous states. there's nothing there let let a democrat let a republican go into california or florida or pennsylvania, Dude, pennsylvania. Or that's what i always thought i always thought like obama should be campaigning in alabama and trump should be like visiting la which by the way he's the first president that's never visited california like in his first year in, in modern well, times you know well, he was, he's oh, making roads there oh they'll never take him but but I feel like it'd be cool to see that happen, you know. Like I never understood why presidents, you know, can, uh, uh, candidates would, you know, want to do that more because it's things yeah. like the Iowa caucus that well we need to win Iowa. It's like that's ridiculous. Des Moines, let's, Iowa. Let's yeah, go charm three hundred thousand people. Yeah, and, and the bizarre. gerrymandering and what it all comes sit. down to is we got to get the money out of politics, and you know that's yes. that's a pipe dream. Yeah, I wish I knew there was a way, but I don't think there is. That's uh, no, that's that's married into it. That works on yes, both yes, sides. Jonathan. Front row, Jonathan. Yes. Um, yes. I've heard Biscardi mention this before, and I don't know what it means. I've read it in articles, and I still Nobody don't does. know what it means, and I refuse to look it up because I wanted to bring it up on the show. What the fuck does gerrymandering mean? You're basically God, redistricting. Well, you're basically so. So you have like. Say, you have, say in Montgomery County, John, where we oh, grew Montgomery. up, and, and Clark, where we grew up. So you have you have Montgomery County, and we have that county, and we have a congressman representing us. Right. What they're doing is gerrymandering comes from Elbridge Jerry. Back, oh my gosh, you know your shit. Seventeen hundreds. That just got hard. Elbridge and, Jerry. Yeah. 
Look it up. I think I'm that right. Sounds but like Sojourner you need to Truth. Look it up and correct me. No, but that, oh, but, yeah, but yeah, porn star. Hellbridge Jerry. But <laughs> what a name! They started out. This has been Hell going on for 200 years, and it, it, it also is the basis of our democracy. And it, it happened when states were coming into the United States that weren't established yet. So, oh. but now it's been perverted with you okay. have whoever's in power, Republicans or Democrats. They're both uh, at fault on this where they redistrict. So like Montgomery County, you know, our representative, they redistrict it. They'll like slice it in half and like put, basically uh, put it out, so see where the Democrats or the Republicans vote and, and redistrict it to the point where you're going to keep your office. Oh my God. So they're segregating us. Yes. Oh my God. After yeah, all it's this really work. And that's what you saw and it's amazing improprieties and you know you're banned from a shopping mall as a 35 year old man you get are you guys banned from any shopping malls when you get just from pissing in the fountain at at northridge maybe clark because yeah he 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 doesn't use the bathrooms correctly Right. No, but but it's true though. You're absolutely right, and it's something that I feel like gerrymandering the electoral college is what's wrong with a lot a lot of this country. They need people need to be uh, represented uh, equally and 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 demographically based on their numbers. I also disagree with, but I, I would never want to vote against it because I, I appreciate the history of it. But the, the two the two senator thing that two senators in Rhode Island have the same weight as two senators in California that represents. Yes. 35 million yeah, people and be, 3 million yeah. people. Right. Shouldn't the we learn from our history? Balanced. Yeah. Right. You right. should have. And with gerrymandering, though, that that should that should complement the balance there with the two senators from every state. But with gerrymandering, you have – you look at California and you have a very liberal state where, you know what? There should be more Republicans over there just like there should be more Democrats over in a state like Alabama. And you do have uh, – California is very liberal in the sense that there's so many people in Southern California. But if you go past San Francisco, it's all you know Republican. Ooh. But but there's, there's nobody really li- – there's not a lot of people there. Right. The, the balance, the majority are, are in these, these, these you know, metropolitan areas. So, okay. so, yeah. uh, but, but you're absolutely right, and you have these, these gerrymandering rules set up that are just kind of unfair in the oh. sense that – well, this many people wanted this guy, but because they're in this district, they, their vote, it's, well, it's very backwards. Yeah. It, it's a thin discussion to have, really. So you, don't, you don't see it until we have a presidential election where you, so you look true. at the map and you look at who voted for Hillary and who voted for Trump. And you look at these the, little the epicenters, you know, like the, the, the cities and all that shit. They're going to vote for a Democrat. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's what, look at Washington else, State. Yeah, that's how you they have, like you predict have Seattle. It. Yeah, you have Seattle, like a state like Washington. You have everybody. Most people vote Republican, but they have these big cities voting uh, Democrat. You know, and that kind of sways it based on based on the uh, oh, population. Seattle, yeah, Republican? exactly. I mean, I guess Washington State is a, this, the majority of people. Like, I I, well, I don't know, but I know that they they usually swing. No. The big cities. You, you you look at a. I'll send you guys this. You, you look at a map of who voted for Trump, and you look at the uh, and, and who votes Republican. Just who, it doesn't matter. The presidential election doesn't matter. It's it's who we vote, who we put in Congress. 
That's so right. True. Right. Yeah, it's the like, it's the two year elections and the and then the and our whole like, country. Our whole country is red. It seems like yes. But that's because of gerrymandering. Yeah, it's, it's very dude. red. It's it, very money. red, except for all, where all the money is. That's all blue up in like New England, Pennsylvania, New York, California. United States is like a uh, a bunch of little countries that are put together as one in the sense like California could be its own country, which, by the way, everyone needs to stop saying it needs to be. That's stop being dumb. It's not going to be its own country. That's retarded. Is that fake news? All right, I'll stop. I'm sorry, Clark. What's that? Is a fake. I'll stop. I'm sorry. Yeah, please do. Yeah, that's so dumb for people to be like, we need to be our own country. No, but you, you do have like these like California is nothing voting like people in, you know, Arkansas are like their vote. Uh, both votes matter. Both people have, you know, a say. But uh, the gerrymandering and the candidates, it's so. Div- I don't want to say divided, but it's so it uh, is. diff cross there that that you have these wacky ideas of people pitching and it's it's all we need to get back down to a neutral respectful level yeah and i listened to actually you know a podcast with uh david axelrod and he had rick santorum Ah, and rick santorum who he's as far right as you can get maybe maybe not so much now he's probably like almost moderate right now i think a little bit yeah i think he like in comparison but yeah but he, he talked about his political career, and he was a congressman before he became a senator. And they redistricted his county, the Democrats did, when he won. And let's keep in mind, that doesn't happen at a federal level. That happens at a state level. That happens in the state house. So the federal that government in can't, can't – yeah, that happens in Harrisburg. That can't – you don't have control over that. If, if you're at the federal level. And they basically – the Speaker of the House of Harrisburg went up to – went up to Santorum and said basically when he was a congressman, like, you're going to lose your seat. You need to go run for this seat over here in this county where you're from and wow. not, not worry win. about that on the federal level. And he said, fuck you. I'm yeah. going to run for senator. And he won. Um, and he won. You know? and yeah, Santorum. Yeah. So Who goes, was the other senator with Santorum? He he, he took uh, J- John Hines' seat after he died right. in the helicopter crash. And then, right, and then, but who who was the other Dude senator with, with, with Santorum in the in the Senate <sighs> from Pennsylvania? I can't, I can't think of the other senator. But so Santorum is the one you always hear about. Santorum is not a dumb guy either. He he he's, no. he's very Ricky. ridiculous. But he's actually a smart guy, and I feel like I've seen him on Bill Maher a few times, which I give him credit for even going on a show like that. True. Uh, he's, He's pretty well thought out, and I think actually to a certain extent he's, he's pretty been well thought out as a as a far left conservative. Uh, I agree, sorry, a far right conservative, where he's huh. he's not. They just they just did that based on his religious views, and his religious yes. views are insane. But he They're even insane. said in this interview, he's like, "I'm not espousing this. I'm not trying to put upon you anything. That's just what I believe." Yes, uh, you took the words right out of my penis. I was just going to say <laughs> the mouth. He he, he says that though he says this is what I believe, but I would never you know pass legislation that would you know infringe upon you, and you know you have these people that are like, and I'm not defending Santorum, but but I feel like he was very discredited. And people say things like, well, he's going to take away all this because he believes in this. No, his uh, his views are a little crazy, but you can predict the future. Yeah, they're my favorite. He's a little crazy, but he's not off the rocker. I mean, I feel like he he's a really oh. smart guy that actually could get some shit done. Yeah, uh, and I wish. I wish he was still in government to have that. Yes, you know, don't you? What we, really? What we're missing right now is that that yeah. that handshake across yeah. the aisle where we yes. can collaborate on something. 
can't right. do that. Cross streams. Because you get murdered. You do need that handshake across the aisle, and that's, that's disappeared. Uh, that comes back to gerrymandering, and that comes back to the way we receive our news. The people who watch Fox News or MSNBC all day, and that's what they see, you know, you're, you're polluted. Yeah, garbage in, garbage out. So, so what do we do to kind of uh, level the, this playing field of making it, you know, what, what can people do? Is it just a matter of turning up in the, the local voting polls? The Time Senate? is up. Other than being a, an informed voter and being an informed member of the electorate I find and impossible. knowing what you're voting on and not yeah. you, you're not voting. You're never voting on a candidate. You're voting on issues. That's what it should be on. And I hate Amen. Two-party system, it's 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 polluted. And yeah, we need to we go back to the wig with with the way we get news right now. It's awful with Let's Fox News, MSNBC. It's garbage. It's all garbage. So bad, dude. They both are. It's all it's all bullshit. It's all TV just what sells and what should they. not be for news. It's what you want to hear. Oh, that guy stands for exactly what I want. I'm going to vote for him. If we have a two-party system, we need to go yeah. back to the Whig Party and the Federalist Party. We need to start get going back to the old days and making shit Amen. real again. Or a monarch. But that's it. Mm. You know how close they were together? They, they, were, yes. they were far apart on the fringes, but they were so close. And we are all so mean. close on, on everything. Right. You know what? You know what I want? As a middle-class American, I don't want to pay too I don't want to pay 35% of taxes. I don't want to. I don't no. want to carry the people no, who are you doing got kids. You have tractors and like expensive stuff in your backyard. And I'm sure I don't want corporations, uh, uh, using and moving my money offshore. You know, I, I don't want that either. We're all, we're all no. right here. Why would it's they all right here. Bread and butter issues. And, um, I feel like what hurts the democratic process a lot. And, and with electing candidates is people respond to who's the loudest, um, a lot of these people who vote for Trump, I'm That's sure a lot of them really would not care if a transgender used the bathroom. And they, 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 they don't care about a black guy. Things that Trump says they would really probably disagree with if it happened in their own home. They would feel ashamed. But because he's the exactly. loudest, we I need to get on board with this movement to feel a part of something. Here's how you remedy right. that is. All right. <laughs> Could you help me out there? <laughs> there's a men's bathroom. There's a woman's bathroom. And then we have a transgender gender bathroom oh, which yeah. we have in most airports today but we have right the, like the family bathroom oh, right i go use in it there. all the time yeah. go no in there if you take a piss and you're feeling like a woman it. that day if you got a dick yeah it doesn't I matter take a piss. yeah i always go to the transgender bathroom because there's never a line no, I here's where i worry i have a daughter john's about to have a daughter yeah. i don't want some some high skywalker going into the to the women's locker room and taking a piss and show and waving his dick around in front of my daughter oh, when she's right. fourteen or fifteen, they would get black. That's that's the thing, and that's the that's the that's the worst extent. That's the most perverted level that you can get to that, and that's Disgusting. not what's happening. No, it's not. That's not what's happening. You know what? You, you, well, men's bathroom and women's bathroom, and then you have you have another bathroom that you know if you're not feeling like a man or a woman that day or whatever your gender is, go to that one. That's fine. Yeah, I'm feeling like a knight in shining armor today. A sword, please. Yeah. It's absolutely <laughs> true. And, it's thoughtless. And we're not infringing on your rights. Right. The Republicans Bob, went wrong when they got into this religious right bullshit. 
A hundred percent. If you don't fuck cares who uses the bed, I don't give a shit. I don't care, if but I don't want. I don't want a standing in my. I don't want a thirty-five-year-old pedophile going into the bathroom, and and waving his dick around in front of my daughter. I don't want that. But that's <laughs> once again, that's the extreme. That's if you extreme. were to, You're if you were to, to tune in, if you were to tune in right now though, without any context, <laughs> and and see you guys, it would look like you guys were the John's the the liberal and Bob's Republican on on CNN because John goes, who cares what kind of woman it is? I I don't give a shit. And Bob goes, right. I don't want a pedophile right, in the bathroom. Right, right. It looks Going like <laughs> like I I want to write a sketch on this, which is kind of thoughtless. But but speaking of thoughtless, it's bad. I got to crowbar this in. People have there's this trend going around, very big this year. It's been going on for years about Christmas cards. I've I got like four this year of families with their Christmas cards. But Bob here said he's a ver- they're a very thoughtless family when it comes to Christmas cards, and they took a photo which I thought was fucking brilliant. I said to Jen, I showed Jen, I was like, this is what needs to be happening. None of this like let's go to take a picture and let's mail. It. Let's just put a picture on Instagram and be done with it. It's a yeah. nice picture, very good looking family. Yes. I gotta salute you, Bob, for doing that. Like, yes, it was. Let's thoughtful. all get on board with that. Not we thought. We live in a less. digital age. Yes. yes, it was thoughtful. We live in a digital age. I bet more people saw that photo than anybody that mailed anything out. People probably looked at it or threw it out or whatever. And they but were you really did this. Happy. But it was so funny. You're like, we're a very thoughtless family when it comes to photos. So here it is. It's... And you got, but you guys are all smiling. But it made it better because it's like, yeah, no. we're just doing this. No, you know. It's the age of social media, and right. and right. I, I am not a thoughtful person. I my brother is, thoughtful. my wife is not a thoughtful person. I mean, we we have jobs. We, yeah, we and I'm not. And here's the thing too: I'm not discounting the people who send out Christmas cards. Absolutely not. I right. love right. getting Christmas cards. I love, and I have like forty of them hanging up on my like windows and wow. like, going yeah. into my kitchen. Yeah. It's yeah, great. I love it. I would prefer to send out Christmas cards. But you know what? <laughs> Life is tough. It's difficult. We're all fucking busy. So I got a little I got a nice little snapshot of my kids yeah. and me with Santa Claus with my wife and it's a great fucking picture. I am not picture. going to go down to FedEx and make a fucking Christmas card out of that. I'm going to send it out on social media <laughs> and bypass all that bullshit. Right, and don't you think more yeah. people have seen it on social media because of that? Exactly. Like you, your message reached you know more. You've you've touched more people. Yeah, and you know what? You get a Christmas card, and you're like, uh, you know, they, you know, they they can say, you know, what they want. Well, he put on some fucking weight, or that kid's fucking ugly. No, you know, whatever. Don't you can do the same thing on social media. Yeah, you can absolutely. You know what? I, I like your ginger, and I don't know what your political aspirations are, but if you're not running for some kind of office. Uh, in 2020, it's going to be a real. I can't run. I can't run. You, you guys have way too much on me. Elbridge, Jerry. I would have to pay you guys off before I could do anything. No way. I would just expect a key. <laughs> a turnkey. And, and I want three months in the Lincoln bedroom. I would like to be the secretary <laughs> of the arts, please. <laughs> you know, Trump. Uh, Trump. They got. They got rid of the uh, the arts committee that Obama funded. And yeah. uh, it was the guy, Cal, whatever. And I was like, I get it. Wouldn't you do the same if, if you were in the arts committee and Trump came in and you're like, I'm fucking out of here. Because they're all like Hollywood actors. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm gone. Yeah, they're like, Later. 
first of all, fuck the arts committee. Like taxpayer dollars shouldn't be going there. Right, I agree. The reason why Trump did it, the reason why Trump did it was because Obama funded it. Right. That's the only reason. But he's playing to his base, and that's it. And that pisses me off. It does piss me off, too, to cut that. But I do agree with you. Art is a a natural craft that you hone. I don't think there should be, like, a government committee. That kind of takes away from art for right. me. Like, I don't want government, like, government involved. Government needs to be minimal in our lives. You know, it'll catch you when, you know, you're down on your luck, you know, and, and, and you don't have a job. It'll prop you up for three to six months. That's it. Yeah. And, I don't need the government funding in our committee. Stop no. you if you're trying to do harm. Let look at look at NPR and PBS and they're all self funded. There there's very little oh, yeah. there's still government money there. But right. there, there's very little. I think that's that should all so be self funded. I watched Social that, Security. That video of Mr. Rogers uh, pleading with them to give money. His keep budget keep was it going. Like, his budget was like 80 bucks a show and he got like granted 6000 after he explained his show to some stiff yeah. in a suit. That's what billionaires need to do is just go to PBS and just pay the rest of it so we can get on with the program. I mean, you know. You look at Elon Musk. Elon Musk has his own space program. Yes. He has SpaceX. his own fucking space program. He's about to launch the most powerful rocket that's ever been launched from Kennedy Space Center since the Saturn V. It's amazing. And you know what he's doing? He's, and it's going to Mars if it doesn't blow up. It's probably going to blow up on the pad. Oh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. There, there's a lot oh of gosh. stuff that goes Scary. into this shit. It's very complicated. No, this and guy. He's just, jumping the gun a little bit. Budweiser. But that's what you have to do. He's a bond builder. I always Coca-Cola, thought. And Pepsi all ordered like a hundred Tesla trucks. Is that? You, you, you know what he's sending to Mars? Delivery. You know what he's sending to Mars? Yes, they did, John. It's one of the unbelievable. Yeah, it's one of the Tesla Roadsters, a convertible. He's sending that to Mars. He's going to put it in orbit around Mars because he's a Bond. He's a Bond villain. Yeah, well. yeah, but he's breaking the standard. We don't need. And the reason why the space program went to the shitter is because government wouldn't fund it because we're no longer in the Cold War. The space shuttle, Saturn V rockets went to the moon because of the Cold War. You had the Saturn V rockets, they needed a space shuttle. They funded the space shuttle because of the Cold War. And the space shuttle then, they they gouged that budget. And And the space shuttle was funded through the last few years mostly by private enterprise. Right. Who which was, is which is really sad, kind of that it, it didn't escalate to where it should be. Where where was the yeah. what was the Titan two? Was that the one that carried the missile? That was that was the that was the one that carried the ballistic missile and also carried the Gemini capsules. Gemini you capsules. You had Mercury, was, Gemini, and Apollo. Titan two. Yeah, amazing. And the Titan kind two was one of the most reliable rockets. Not at the time it was carrying astronauts. It was like 1970s, was right? Who was in charge? During the Cold War, during the space race in Russia, who was their, who was their leader? Uh, he had Khrushchev, and then Khrushchev. Uh, Brezhnev. It's funny. And then Brezhnev after him. Brezhnev so, was yeah. after Khrushchev. Who was in when Kennedy was in office? Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Oh, Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Or Khr- as Kennedy says it. Khrushchev. That was, uh, that was where Kennedy went and met with Khrushchev. Yeah, and he brought Jackie 
And she, I know. she was slow with Jackie because Jackie, people don't understand that, that she was the first lady of the United States. She was 30. Oh, yeah. And, and she was, was 45. She was so he she was a political asset to him because she, Whoa. you know, was very into fashion and redesigned the White House and people looked to her and she said the right things. Chain smoked a pack a day and was a mad depressive on the side. But she's the how re- could you not reason, be? She's the reason why the White House is so historically centered like it is today because of her. And Kennedy went into that first meeting and literally came out crying. Khrushchev ate his fucking lunch. What? No way. I didn't know that. Yeah. What happened? Crying they, like Susie? It was after the Bay of Pigs. It was Crying. after the Bay of Pigs. Kennedy trusts the CIA, and they they misled him pretty much. much. Like oh, my Trump goodness. Trump and Kim Jong are comparing their buttons. Khrushchev yes. and JFK compared their rockets. Isn't that sad? That's what we've come to. It was like was Khrushchev, crying. President, uh, so, Secretary General of the Soviet Union. We were comparing Kennedy. nuclear weapons. And you have these guys, you know. Yeah. By right. the way, basically, South- my dick is bigger than yours. Right. <laughs> That's what it all it's comes the, down to. It's the it's the, the two nerdiest. It, yeah, it's the it's the school rich kid that nobody really likes, but he buys a lot of people's stuff, so they hang out with them. To like the 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 class like <laughs> nut job that yes. they're just seeing who go next. By the way, Kim Jong Un is so far under the element of the United States in terms of power. It's kind of sad and embarrassing that. That we're even giving this guy the time of day. I get there's a threat, but I mean, really, North Korea what could be wiped out in ten minutes by the by the U.S. I mean, the, the amount of firepower we have in South Korea, the nukes and, and surgery. Can be I mean, I can understand Mark, Russia. Mark, the problem is the collateral damage. Uh, he's going to wipe China. out. He'll be able to wipe out South Korea. Which, yeah, it's it's an unthinkable. Uh, can't South happen. Korea. There's too many troops there. And too what many I personnel. hate is that Trump supporters. Whenever I talk to them, are saying, "Well, look at how we mitigated that." You know, they're they, they're sending a delegation to Seoul, South Korea, for the Olympics, and no, no, that's disrespectful. Donald Trump to our is troops. literally a high school bully. Donald Trump is a high school bully that you could punch in the face, and and he's done. He's a and he's just never been fight. He'll go right look down. His hands. Look at his hands. You look at his hands. Boys, we, and I. This is from Quint from Jaws, when he's talking to uh, uh, what's his face, Quint Hooper, Richard uh, Dreyfus. He's talking to Hooper. With yourself, Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, and he throws him the Give thing, and he grabs his hands and says, "Hooper, you've been counting money all your life. Trump <laughs> hey, has been hey, counting hey. his life. Yes, ever since any counting hands. That is so true. Right. Um, don't you think when people talk about he's never no, North Korea, this back. we should do that. It's it's not really sending a good message to our troops over there. I mean, people need to be re- remember, reminded how, how many troops and personnel are in South Korea. And it's not just something, well, let's just nuke everybody over there. I think it's, we it's have, delicate. over there right now, we have at least 10,000. Think yeah. of the... So you're talking about all, all, of, all of those American citizens are going to be wiped out. The, yeah, it's disrespectful a little bit. It's, dude, a, it's, yeah. a, it's reckless. It's, it's very reckless. That's the word. It's very reckless. It's disrespectful to our troops. Like when Kennedy, when Kennedy, when Kerry was running around, running against Bush, um, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to take the troops out. It's a waste of time. We're wasting money. I felt like that was disrespectful to troops, too, because, yeah. you know, these guys yeah. are deployed over there. And you're kind of saying, well, it's a mistake. It's a joke. It's but whether you agree with it or not, they're doing it because they love America. They're going to go wherever, wherever you send them. You could yeah. say we're going to go into Mexico to fight the cartels. Eh, I don't think it's our mission. Yeah, but they're doing it because 
that's what they love. And I feel like uh, when people talk about that stuff very broadly, and I, I do it too sometimes, I'm like, ah, just fuck Kim Jong. You need oh, to be I, a little bit more respectful of, like, I, you know, the troops. We we all do it, Clark. And and yeah. you know what? Uh, the those know, are the guys who sacrifice. Know. Those are the guys who sacrifice their time oh. with their family and their lives to to defend us. So. That yeah. needs to be the utmost uh, consideration, I think. I don't know 100%. how, as a president, you or as a soldier, you could respect our president right now because they go through such insane, grueling training for discipline, and their leader doesn't exercise any discipline, and he talks trash about nuclear Did- war. And, and John, going to that, did you hear about Trump's executive time, his executive time? Oh, yeah. What's that? Did you hear about this shit where he wakes up at 8 a.m. and he's in the residence from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. before he comes down to the Oval Office. And he's just up there watching the news and tweeting. That's not a leader. That's not – I. I don't care who you are. Uh, that's not a leader. Uh, and I hope that's not true. And, you know, his followers, oh, it's just a liberal media bullshit. But you know what? That needs to be taken into consideration based on his fucking tweets. If this guy has so much time to fucking tweet shit out, like what he's doing, there's a problem there. I, uh, it's just not presidential. It's not what a leader does. I mean, exactly. I'm sorry. I don't know why Obama inspired me to be to love this country and why Trump inspires me to just close my eyes for four years. And John also, too. You look at Obama. He fucked up, too. The, red, right. the yeah. line in the sand against Syria. Right. I mean, well, look, he, no one's he walked gonna, that back like Obama. Obama screwed up big time. No one's going to bat yeah. a thousand. I'm just saying on the surface. Greg Grosswood. Obama. <laughs> to, to me, Obama was. Was like evolution. I was like, holy shit. Look. We're, we're, we're seeing each other as equals. And he's an example yeah, and and John, what you're getting at, where the rubber the meets the road one. here, is when is really when uh, if we have another domestic, unbelievably, you know, existential, uh, either terrorist event or a domestic tra- tragedy, where hundreds or thousands of people die here in America, are you going to trust Trump to tell the truth yeah. when he goes on TV? Anyone. No, like even, very vengeful. I disagree with George Bush. He, he screwed a lot of things up, but he, he also did a lot of things really well. Uh, and yeah. I trusted George Bush when he got on TV and spoke to us as a country. I oh, don't yeah. trust Donald Trump. I agree with you, Bob. I think a lot of people feel that way, too. Bush may not have been the uh, uh, most agreeable president with his policies, but, um, but I feel like he was very sincere and honest. I- yeah, I didn't think he was, he was lying to, to me. I didn't think he was We're gonna clever be okay. enough to be lying. When he got up on that fire truck in right. in, in New York City at, at Ground Zero and said, you know, 
the people that knock these buildings down are going to hear from all of us soon. Yeah. Uh, there, there's nothing more, more powerful. Could you imagine Donald Trump doing something like that? No. Donald Trump only speaks to benefit himself. You look at all of his tweets. It's all about him. It's He's all about an egomaniac. Him. He's a narcissist. It's all about me. Yeah. Me, me, me. What can I do? This me, and that. At me dot com. Me. My numbers me are at good. me dot com. It's going to be when, big, beautiful, great, and successful. When 9-11 happened and Bush addressed the nation that night, one of the things he said was, uh, in that day, we responded with the best of America, which, uh, talking about the rescue workers and children, and he humanized yes. the victims very, very yep. sincerely in the sense that it wasn't, we're going to get them, because he did say that, and it was very powerful, but he also said, we responded with the best of America, and talking about you know, the, the rescue of fire workers, fire, fire, uh, firemen that came out, and it was very... Um, I felt like it was very honest and really uh, embraced the spirit of America, and that's what really that's why his approval rating was like you know the highest ever right after nine eleven. And um, nope. I don't feel like with Trump, you're absolutely right, Bob. You would get that response. I feel like I would want him to say the right thing, but I really wouldn't, um, you know, feel like it was a hundred percent, you know, genuine. It wouldn't even it wouldn't come out right. God help us. God He's help only us. said. Trump's only said one thing I really, really liked, and it was uh, when he was talking about the fallen, I think it was a soldier's, uh, somebody that died in his first uh, address to Congress, and he said to his the guy's wife who was there, like, you know, we're at forever owed in his debt, and his name is forever etched in history, and I yeah. felt like that was very presidential, but I haven't heard anything since that felt very presidential. I feel like yeah. he's being derailed a lot by, like, you know, dementia or ego or whatever. No, I, I think always... it's... He, I used to always get like pissed off because, you know, the presidents wouldn't say what they really think. You know, they oh, in comedians and cars getting coffee, the right. Obama episode, Jerry talks to him about how you oh. got to put on like an act the whole time. I always wanted a president to like be real until Trump. Because that's just who he is. He's right. not like putting on like an act. That's like who he, he is. Trump is only real to himself. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. It's yeah. all about Trump. Yeah. He didn't even think, I think, during the campaign and everything, he didn't think he was going to actually be elected president. He was pushing he his brand. Pushing yeah. his brand. And that was it. Right. And now he's in a position, and you see with his tweets, the only thing he gives a shit about is the Trump name. It's and so if sad. anything, if anything goes against that name, including the Robert Mueller investigation. Yeah. He, he has to, he has to destroy it. And that's what he's done. He's entirely, he's a two bit used car salesman. He's a piece of shit as a human being, but he is oh, our he's awful. He is awful. He's the worst president we've ever had. And you, you do want, I agree with John. You do want a president to be honest themselves, but you want them to be like, you know, a good kind of honesty, like a good man. And also but they need to be presidential too. Yeah. You know, and you don't want to be a stiff. Like, I, you can't be a celebrity because that's that's respect to the office that you hold. You're and I still respect that office. I I hope he does not get impeached unless there's a unless you know right. they really it's find a, something criminal. I want him to to, term. to do the best for us. That's yeah. it. It's not very that's American all. if you say I want him to fail. I want obviously. him to do the best for us. Shut the fuck up. Stop tweeting. 
do the best for us. Go no. to work for the American Never. people. That's your no matter, you know, and I, Yeah, I disagree with him wholeheartedly, but I do not want him to fail. I want him to succeed. Okay. I want this tax plan to be great. I want everything that he says is going to be so great. I want pretty to be- good. Yeah, you, you don't want him to fail. It's very un-American to say that. But you're absolutely right. You need to like work for the American people. You need to, you know, you're a public servant at this point. It's not a, I think, I feel like, to a degree at least, he looks at it like another accolade of, well, I, I have an ego. I'm the problem, powerful man in the world. You need to look, you know, That's more into working for people, right? We really touched a really funny light show tonight. We're keeping it light. Oh, yeah. By the way, we have, going to be missing light. Half your uh, downloads are going to be gone. No, no way. We have the podcast. Uh, I know it's getting late there. We can wrap this up. But we have the podcastle as the, the main hub of the show. John and I, when we do a show, there's it's called Nerd 35. Scar and I rarely do a show. It's called Classy and Brassy. Oh, my gosh. Minute. But we need to have a history hour <laughs> with Bob because I feel like this needs to be a, a, a fourth installment of the show because oh. of how much we do. It's uh, own beast. Right. Show. It's own beast. It, it provides so many tangents that to do sports Drawing with John, it, it just seems kind of pointless and just keep that to <laughs> – Nerd thirty five. <laughs> Seriously, oh, no. though, I don't want to do sports. No, it's like it's it's one a.m. Oh, it's great, John. Stop, stop it, John. You got it's a baby cub. You need to stay up all night getting that reefer reefer sticky icky. Yeah, you're you're getting ready, buddy. Yeah. Did you guys hear about um getting ready to wake Roy, up? Roy Moore still challenging the uh, the polls, uh, the, the election results. Is that still happening, or did he did he hang that that hat up to bed? Wait, what? List I heard he was still challenging it. Roy uh, Moore, he's still he's still holding on. Three to weeks ago, but it's, yeah, I, it's it's a dying gasp of, of a so. desperate man who is trying to. The only thing he cares about, once again, same with Donald Trump, is his brand. Uh, that's all he's trying to preserve. I think in right. doing that. They're wrestlers. They're WWF right, yeah, wrestlers. That's all. They wrestler, John. Trump is Ted DiBiase. Bill Moore oh, is Cowboy call. Bob Orton. Isn't it like a guy that got a, like a bully that got his ass kicked, and like a month later is like, "Well, I, I had like a I was sick the night before, and he yeah. broke an he arm. like he was on like four like Adderalls. Like, what do you expect? He, like, no, but you lost. He me back by the oak tree. I'm gonna kick his ass. Yeah, be, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree because this boy's coming back. <laughs> the old oak tree. So when are we all going to Talladega this year? When's the big When's the big date? You in Clark? No, I I've never go. been. I, I, I'm not going this year. I'll, I'm going to scatter. John's not going. Clark, you need you need to fill in for John. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm going to Taco Dega. Let's do it's it. The Mexican hey, food Clark. truck race up the street. Elbridge Clark, if you can make it over here, I will pay for your ticket. You, you just need to make it to Georgia, and everything else will be taken care of. When I'll is Talladega? When is Talladega? No, no, no. in April. I think it's April 29th. Oh, April. All right, so, okay. All right. April. I don't know anything You're about NASCAR. Going. No, okay, you I don't think, need to. I feel like need I need to embrace it. I want to grow some hair a little bit. Wait until I do. Drink Miller Lite. You'll grow some hair. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll grow you'll some grow hair. Some, you'll grow a dick. Hey, best NASCAR racer ever, Dale Earnhardt. 
Yeah, it, and if you speak uh, poorly of Dale Earnhardt at Talladega, you will be killed on the I spot. I would never. I would never. But people liked him that didn't like the sport. I know, I know like, uh, I'm generalizing here, but I he know, transcended I the sport. That, that did not know anything about racing. And he's like, I like Dale Earnhardt. He, he was the first NASCAR driver that actually Segway to sport. Uh, trademarked his signature, his name. <laughs> oh, really? And coming from a guy who didn't, he, he dropped out of high school at, uh, in ninth grade and shit. raced. No shit. And that was it. That was it. Why does that wow. wow. imagine greatness a high school dropout? Working in the cotton mills in North Carolina. I know. That's amazing. Oh my God, Bob! You're a, you're a big NASCAR fan. Are you more of a football fan or a NASCAR fan? Because I always wonder about this. Because you and Mr. Jeff H. go back and forth. He thinks that NASCAR is a sport where they go round and round and round. Yeah, uh, but you're also Mr. an Eagles Hassinger. fan. Mr. Hassinger and I have a respectful disagreement on that. Uh, right. But uh, I would have but to say right now, yeah, uh, I'm a much bigger NASCAR fan than I am a football fan. Okay. I was curious about that. Because, I I, for, that because you can take anybody. Carson you can Wentz take you, Clark. You can take me. <laughs> yeah, that's what it you is. Take me. You, you can take me. Yeah, Carson Wentz is hurt, so I'm a bigger NASCAR fan now. Right. I'm a bigger, you know, Patriots <laughs> fan now. But you look at these guys who drive these cars, and they look like you and I. They that's what I love like, about it. I feel like there's a chance. They're, they're still not like they're like around they're our age. White. And they have right. like a personality, and they're fun. It's yeah, fun yeah. to it, they're they're fun, and they like you, you want to root for them. Like I buy, like I, I don't know why it I do this. Funny. I'm a fucking grown man. I buy diecast NASCARs. I, I buy the diecast cars that raced on the race that I saw on TV. That they that they make it look. They make the diecast car look they like it, it do went it. through the race. Is IndyCar racing to NASCAR like the pro like pro baseball is to the minor leagues, no. or is it like no? You need to piece? you need to no. You need to get off that. No, absolutely. No, not. I don't know. I don't know. IndyCar, get off yeah. that shit. I don't know at all. I don't know anything no. about it. And I'm not I'm not telling you what to do here, but well, I'll, I'll do it. Oh, I'll do it. it. <laughs> IndyCar is a whole different form of racing. The stock cars. Uh, let me just just give you the example at the Indy uh, Indy Raceway in Indianapolis. Yeah, the stock impressive. cars race there in August, and they go around there. They do probably they top out at maybe like 210 at the corners, and they have to get off. That's the nice me. That's a spicy but, meatball. The Indi- and they have to get off the corners, and it's really horrible racing. It's horrible racing for big, heavy, bulky stock cars. The Indy cars who have they don't have fenders. Bulky. They go in there, and they. They're doing 230, and they're barely burping the throttle in the corners. They're chirping it. 230. They're literally just like they're running qualifying laps the entire race. And I have a hell of a lot more respect for what they do at that track than what the stock car drivers do. When you describe it that way, it makes sense. I I don't really know much about the the sports. Um, I I watch the movie Rush a lot. That's my extent of racing. But Clark. You think I of feel it like this it's way. very dangerous. I don't think I would ever do it. it you, you take off on a plane at 135 miles an hour. Love it. You're going to come to Talladega oh, with, with me, and you might get sodomized. I don't know. It might happen. I might get what? 
Sodomized. Sodomized? Oh, is it like Deliverance? I don't know if I want any part <laughs> yeah. of that pop week. Squeal like a pig, boy. Oh, Over to yeah. basketball, <laughs> scores for tonight, the Heat beat the We call Raptors that the initiation. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just busting your balls. But Honestly, they go around that track the, the entire time at 205 miles an hour. Wow. And they're just running around the entire track, and oh they gosh. are all up on each other. They're, it, well, it's a giant the, pack of cars. Wow. When does the season start? When is the match? Daytona, <laughs> February 18th is the first race. NASCAR oh, has the biggest up. race. All and right. this is the first time they're going to have it on the day. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to cover the NASCAR races as a person that's never watched. We need to have this. I think. And now. Sports of John, 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 John. Sports of John, Sports of John, Sports of John, Sports of John. Sports of John. We need to have a spinoff podcast. Oh my god, we need to stop talking about NASCAR during Sports with John before everyone stops listening. I don't think we've ever covered NASCAR. Sports with John, John. Jimmy Johnson, loads, the best. Not NASCAR. (laughs) Screw your Sports with John. We're talking about NASCAR. The Heat, on a last second dunk, beat the Raptors by 190 to 89 in Toronto. The Blazers down the Thunder, 117, 106 in Oklahoma City. Magic defeated in Dallas. So I was Mavis. saying about NASCAR. And the Lakers beat the Kings 99-86. Uh, so John Gruden. Oh, yeah. Oh, highest paid coach ever. What's he making, $100 million over 10 years? Is that what it is? This? Yeah. Here's the thing everybody's not talking about. Nobody's talking about this. It sets a precedent in terms of hiring a head coach, that you get a stake of ownership in that team. And that team is going to eventually move to Las Vegas, and that value, the value of that, that team is going to blow up. Oh, John Triple is going to make a shit ton of money. He's going to be like a billionaire in 10 years if that triples and he has so, his... Gruden. What, what, does, I thought he what said... does Roger Goodell... What's that? I thought he said that... Cut out. He doesn't have an ownership. No, he does. He I thought he have did. Oh. I thought he would have been a great coach for the Eagles when they were talking about getting rid of Kip, Chip Kelly and people wanted him to. No, Gruden. I thought he would be a good coach. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean no, he, he, was, he was an assistant for the Eagles. Right, yeah, but like when they got rid of Kelly. Oh, yeah, 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 I got gotcha. you. That guy, you, you look at him and he is – constantly like he, he's in the game constantly he's always he's, working he's different than like hiring like a bill Cowher. Yeah, he loves it man he if, loves it if man. this were a board meeting john go i would like to say uh, uh all opposed nay it sets uh, a bad Oklahoma. precedent the tunda the tunda it, it, it sets set a, a precedent. bad precedent for the owners yep they're gonna have to dish out a lot more money and yep. uh for a job that yeah, it's not going to be good. People are going to get 
Steelers are going to get hit the most, I think. They're the most yeah. they're the cheapest team, the owners. They don't like to pay anybody shit. Yeah. And uh, I feel like the, the the Steelers are the most successful team with the lowest salary cap. They're yep. they're notoriously cheap and they get a lot of bang for their buck and it's a hard working city and it's an old, you know, yeah, steel town. family and steel town and I feel like uh, they're going to get hit the most of this sets of precedents. Like Coral Gables. As mentioned about three hours ago, Bob and I discussed the national championship game last night. Clark, did you get a peek? Yeah, I saw a little bit. It started when I was at work, but we had the game on on a computer. We watched a little bit. Sheesh. started at 5 o'clock. I was still slaving. Great game. It was an amazing game. Great great game. They they couldn't have picked two better teams to go at it, you know? Yeah. that's That's the SEC. I mean... That's college football right there. Yeah, SEC. Uh, it was like, God, it would have been like Penn State playing Ohio State for the national championship. That must have been so crazy Amazing. for those fans that are, you know, God. really into it. Um, hey, I got I, three cousins that went to Georgia, man. They were all they were all decked out and into it, man. I was getting dude, it, it was like literally how about them yesterday. It was like. Thunder. A small chance of Lightning. snow and ice here yesterday, and they canceled everything. They just shut the whole place down. That's because crazy. Burger they had the national championship, UGA, Alabama, and Trump was coming down for the game. So everything was shut down. But oh, my God. What a cluster. It's pause. hilarious because we, we had like a little like a sniff Citizens. of ice. A sniff. Oh, Del and they shut everything down. A dusting. Yeah, right. A saw dusting. A snowflake. A guy walks in and goes, I'm offended at that word. And like the first snowflake of the season, shut him down. Yeah, it's like, we're uh, canceling uh, today for everything for uh, the SEC. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, the snowflakes. Hey, that is that is so offensive. Where did you get that? <laughs> Can you get more? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I just feel alive. My face feels like it's on fire. You want to watch the doors? By the way, I watched The Doors the other night. That was on TV. That's uh, a great movie. I loved it as a kid, man. That is that movie is not how I remember it as a kid. It doesn't hold up. Uh, no, it held up. It was it was interesting, but um, I enjoyed it again. But watching it, was you know, it as a fifteen year old kid, TV. Yeah, because there's like different versions of it. And then The Godfather parts. was on, and then my night was over once I saw that. I think it was like 1 a.m. And I'm like firing up a three-hour film. But there's different parts of it that they cut out. Yeah. Clark, what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, American Made, that Tom Cruise movie? I haven't seen Here's it yet, the but they're, they're advertising it like hell. I, I think I saw at Vons, like grocery store the other day. They were like, there was like a poster. I mean, I, I don't think a movie that has been released – on DVD and you know streaming and everything has had more press than that movie. It's it's everywhere out here. There's billboards of it. It's not even in the theaters anymore. It's all over the place. American made. So I gotta say it now. Have you seen it, Bob? Are you a fan? No, I haven't it's, seen it. I I just wanted to get your take on it because I I would trust you over uh, you know oh, the Virgin okay. Mary on that. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it and give a detailed review and film. Oh my gosh! I can't works. wait to never watch it. Never watch. <laughs> I had a buddy that released. Uh, he's a film guy. I was I helped help him produce this independent film he made like two years ago, 
and he's like kind of um, his name is John Spack. He's kind of like up and coming, and he released the scathing review of the Last Jedi, Smart. and I never saw so much shit come back at him. And he's like, he started doubling down. He's like, BB-8 is getting up there with Jar Jar Binks and all this stuff. And because he's like rated on these things. But there has never been an onslaught of like backlash towards him. And I was just like, not even chiming in on this one. I haven't seen it. But Isn't I was like, amazing? I Isn't it amazing how passionate <laughs> people get about this it was, shit? You would think he said something racist. Like he's tweeted something or, wrong. And people religious. were coming out of the woodwork. And he's not even like a famous guy, but he just did some review, and it it was very well written. He wasn't like fuck this. It Dude. was like people were coming out in drones against this guy. It was hilarious. It's gonna be a religion, yeah. a religion one day. Uh, it's yeah, it's pretty. I'm sure it's pretty easy to beat up the Star Wars franchise, but you know. Yeah. Who am I? Yeah, I. <laughs> will be it for me to speak to that. No, here, here's my take on the Star Wars franchise, and I, I don't know them as well as John, but I've seen all the films except the recent. They're not great movies, but they're really fun rides. Yeah. Like, they're very... But they're not like... You can't put, like, The Godfather in Star Wars or Shawshank. People create... They're not, like, great... But they're fun adventures to go on, like Indiana Jones. Like, well, actually, that's a great movie. Like, George Lucas made this part of the iceberg and the fans create all this nonsense underneath it and then they argue about it until they die right <laughs> seriously they it's like yeah, a religion. And in the end john in the end john it makes money and that's all that matters that's all that matters exactly. keep that money machine rolling by the way john spent so much time around star wars uh, a recent ultrasound of the child revered that Ooh. it's going to come out with a lightsaber. With a lightsaber. And it was weird, but they're kind of embracing it. Hay is a little worried about the pain, but there it is. <laughs> anyway, Bob, focus. this has been such a great show. I want to thank you guys for uh, waiting out. I'm sorry I was late tonight. Um, I wish I had a good reason, like I was doing important things. I was chasing birds around the house, trying to get them in the cage. Um, that's true. That's what my life's become at 36. <laughs> They're just getting really unruly, like they want to just go fly in the sky. Yeah, and and how does that amount? How the fuck do you get them back in the cage? I have to run and chase. They, if I get one in, the rest will follow. You like like a newspaper, and like you slapping them in, back in. I wish I I could, but I, I I'm just kind of like trying to coax them to get on my finger. But I come home and Jen had them out because you know they need exercise. And literally, I walk in from work, and I hear. I gotta go to bed. these birds try to give me a headache. I'm going to the other room. You gotta put them away. And for I'm still have like my work clothes on. 25 minutes, 30 minutes. I'm like running around, trying to get these birds in like a jackass. I go to, I go to one side of the room and they run to the other. It's literally like, back and forth. You gotta ah. put them away. It's that, crazy. By put them it's away, almost like at that I point, then you get frustrated. They're like outsmarting you. What? One of these days, there may be a flock of parakeets around. Uh, Los Angeles, just like the parrots of Pasadena. You guys ever hear about that? No. Sam Pet Capistrano. stores. There was, there were fires. Oh, the swallows. There were fires in the seventies uh, in Pasadena. People released pet stores parrots out. They've breeded. To this day, you go to Pasadena, there are flocks of McCall oh. parrots flying around. Hundreds of them. What? That's crazy. John can speak. John can speak to. Oh. I think they have parrots that. Are in South Florida that are not indigenous, and also uh, iguanas. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, the parrots that Falling fly out together. Of the trees. There's always two of them flying together, two green ones. They, yeah. they chirp, very scary, but they're nice. A lot of Cubans, too. They don't yeah. fuck with me. Yeah, those two. Also, birds. not indigenous. Not indigenous. It's a great show. You guys want to put tonight in the WW column? Slice it. Bob, Let's do it. I, on the show. I talked over you guys enough. Oh, no, that was great, man. We got History Hour with Stalling. You can tweet us. Snap us. At the underscore podcastle, we have. Oh, before we go, how many days till the birth date? It is the yes. ninth. It's due on the eighteenth. Well, tomorrow's the tenth, so we're basically on the tenth. Uh, we're talking eight days away. Wow. Well, here's the more important question: What's going to happen on the podcast when when she goes in? Oh yeah. What do you mean when she John- goes in? John stays home. Oh, when you're in the hospital, you're not going to be podcast from the fucking hospital. No, but, you know, we're only going to be in the hospital a couple of days. We didn't mention this, too. John sold the rights to the show, unbeknownst to everyone, to a local affiliate. So coming next week, we're going to be WKIS 92.5 <laughs> Oklahoma, the home of country broadband. So thanks, John. I hope you paid <laughs> I meant to tell you, uh, the the thing to Sirius is great. Just it's ninety nine nine Kiss Country, nine nine nine. Oh, oh, I googled it. Not ninety seven nine. Ninety nine nine Kiss Country. I didn't edit it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Country station. Come at you. I wrote it after three vodkas. I I didn't, wasn't really, but I will, I will certainly. Yeah, we'll we'll edit it. But yeah, John John's a veteran. Tweet us at the underscore of the podcast from the gentleman in charge of. General McClellan's wardrobe and appropriate attire for dinner, Bob Starr, to the gentleman in charge of a lightsaber and recreating that energy that Luke brought to the third installment, Jonathan Ashner, to the man in charge of chasing birds around like an idiot. For 25 minutes, Matthew.